This is Free Talk Live, your show. You dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Show is about your calls. That's the point of the program. We're going to go right to them and start out with an unscreened call on the amp line. Unscreened call, you are on the air. Hey, guys, it's Brian in New Hampshire. Brian Travis in New Hampshire. Hey, What's on Brian. your mind tonight? Hey, guys, I don't want to talk about horses anymore. Okay, that's <laughs> I, good. Uh, I, I have another topic that's a lot more fun. Great. And what's that? Um, I, I, I am woefully behind on the podcasts, listening to them. And uh, I, uh, you guys were talking a while ago about uh, uh, communism and, uh, uh, in particular, voluntary communism. Yeah. Okay. Like communes and things like that. Yeah. And how, I know you, you've talked about how, you know, these communes, they're dirty, they're stinky, you know, how can anybody live like that? Well, I have had just the opposite experience when I was in college. You were in a commune? I, I, well, I, I, it was a co-op. I guess we called it a co-op, but hmm. but it really was, you know, had a lot of the, uh, you know, the, the trappings of a, um, of, a co- of a cooperative, of a communist, uh, I guess, uh, uh, situation. Hmm. Here's what happened. It was a uh, it was a house. It was in California. It was uh, in San Luis Obispo, uh, and it was a house that was uh, owned by the church. Uh, it was you know sitting right next to the church property, and it was owned by the church, so there was no property tax. That mm-hmm. was kind of nice. Yeah, that does sound nice. And there were it was a house that was about ninety years old, which is really old in California. <laughs> right. And, um, and and there were ten of us there. It was a thirteen hundred square foot house. So kind of a small house, and there were 10 men uh, living in this thing. And the way it worked was that if you wanted to come in, you had to be – you had to go through an interview uh, when someone else was leaving, and then all of the members got to vote. Mm -hmm. And if any of them blackballed you, that that is, if you you didn't get a vote from all nine of the other members, then you weren't accepted. Okay. Got it. So once you were accepted, uh, you paid $50. And that fifty dollars was the was the co-op uh, fee. So I, I bought one tenth of the house. Mm-hmm. So I had one tenth of the house, and then I paid. It was twenty five dollars a month, and that included a room and board. Wow! That's, hey, if you can make it, it sounds work. cheap, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I, mean, I think it's a totally viable process for people who don't mind living like that, and I think it can be very nice if you're a really sociable person and you like being around people a lot. And things like that. And, you know, again, if you're able to kind of pick who you're with, when it sounds like you did have that opportunity. They had to approve you and everything. And with all that, yeah, it seems like it could be a very nice arrangement for people whose, whose lifestyle fits, whose desire for a lifestyle fits that. Well, the, the lifestyle was based on a set of rules that the co-op came up with. And that was that everybody, there were 10 jobs. Uh, everybody uh, cooked uh, uh, once every two weeks. So there was a home-cooked meal every night, you know, every weeknight. And uh, uh, what usually happened was two guys uh, cooked like Wednesday. So one guy would cook on Wednesday, and the other guy would clean up on Wednesday. The next Wednesday, the other guy would cook, and then one guy would clean up. Uh, my uh, my cooking mate and I decided that I'd rather just cook and clean up every two weeks and not have to worry about it the other the other side. Mm-hmm. But there were ten jobs. There was one. There was an accountant. There was a shopper. Uh, there was a guy who cleaned the front room. There was a guy who cleaned the back room. There was a guy who cleaned the front bathroom. So there were ten of these jobs that had been you know set up for fifty years. They've been doing this, so it really worked. That's amazing. And, I, and the way that it, 
the way that the, the, that it was, the check and balance was, if the living room wasn't clean, then you got all kinds of, of uh, you know, uh, comments and, uh, uh, you know, nasty comments from the other people in the group because we can't put up with that. So everybody uh, towed the line because if not, uh, you, you got uh, kind of, uh, you know, seen as a, a, a bad housekeeper in, in the house. And, and what would it take for someone who uh, was being bad to be removed? Um, we never got to that point. I mean, the, uh, the social ostracization was enough that nobody really had – we never really had to go through that. The bylaws had a way to get rid of somebody, and it was basically the same as, as you know, getting somebody. As nine mm-hmm. people had to say they're out. Uh, but it was the ostracization process that, you know, nobody wanted to go through that. Nobody wanted to be shunned, uh, and, and the, the, the shunning was, was big time. If somebody wasn't doing their job, it got around, and you just did your job. And that's the thing. If you wanted to live there, you did your job. It wasn't really hard. You just did it, and it worked. It's been, it had been working for 50 years, and it worked for the four years that I was there. You know, I'm in a house with, uh, at the moment, four other people, and it, it, it's working pretty well. It's just a temporary arrangement. Obviously, I'm finding longer-term arrangements. And it's just something so that I wouldn't have to commit to somewhere until I was really confident I wanted to settle down. So even though it's a temporary arrangement, it's the, you, you know, we, if you all like the people, if you're, everyone's approving anyone who comes in, and it's surprising how well that has managed to work out, that we've all been able to find new roommates to replace an old one leaving and all be happy with the new roommates. And, you know, you, you, you hit little bumps here and there, but uh, I think a lot of it is just sort of being in the mindset of trying to be cooperative instead of antagonistic and, you know, you can tell someone that, you know, that bothers me when you do that. And most people, most of the time, I think people have just been really mature about it. It's kind of surprising. It almost, it's almost like you would expect it to be worse, you know. I don't know why that is. Now, but. Brian, you guys were t- – yeah. what you're describing here is, is sounds to me like a successful way to divvy up a living uh, area amongst a number of uh, roommates. You guys weren't actually throwing your paychecks into a common uh, area and divvying up money in that way, were you? You're just doing uh, roommate-related activities. Oh, oh yeah, I think that was one of the secrets to the success. It, it, it wasn't. It wasn't a um, you know socialist uh, system. It was just a, a, a commune. You know, it was a common thing. We had common uh, goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, like for instance, we would put everybody. The, the accountant would make sure that five dollars a month from everybody's paycheck. Or you know everybody's uh, monthly uh, uh, rent and board would go to the roofing fund because we knew the roof was going to need to be replaced pretty soon. Uh, so that happened. Uh, we shopped at the co-op uh, that was very cheap. You know we bought you know bulk uh, of everything because there was a lot of lot of mouths to feed. But but as far as you know I, when I wanted to go to the movie I took my money and went to the movie. It wasn't like you know we all went to the movie together. Now did you um so you're saying that they're putting money away for a roof fund. I I guess I got the impression that since this was uh, on church property that somehow this was sponsored by the church and there was some kind of I don't know uh, corporation or something behind it. Um what who owned the house? Uh, the church owned the house, but they had absolutely no responsibility for it at all. Uh, the only thing the church gave us is a tax-free status. It's, it's a dime, d- d- darn fine status. I, I like the story. Okay. I mean, it's uh, it's the first real success story that I've I've heard, at least firsthand from somebody about living in a communal uh, living situation. If you can even accurately describe this as that, I mean, if you aren't divvying up paychecks, it's kind of close. That. It's it's a roommate situation. The the fact that there are ten people to ostracize one who's not doing their job, I think, is of certainly of some value. Most roommate situations are one, you know, two people yeah. uh, that really don't know each other uh, living together, and then you know the ostracization of one 
one person. Eh, you can live with that. I mean, you know, eh, let's see. Do I do I want to deal with the ostracization or some dirty dishes? I think the way it worked was was there were some rules that had been set down for the past 50 years that really worked. They had been proven to work. Mm-hmm. Who knows how it worked, you know, 50 years before that. They may have, you know, gone through a lot of tough times. But these rules worked, and everybody believed in them, and, and everybody made it happen because we were all in the same boat. We all wanted to get cheap rent. We all wanted to... Uh, you know, uh, uh, make sure that the, the, the things happen, and, and, and this, this, this thing that had been happening for 50 years, we didn't want to be the ones who screwed it up after 50 years. And this is one of the reasons now, why an, I think an that... An interesting thing yes. happened. Go ahead. Uh, a couple of years after I was there, a couple of our girlfriends uh, decided to try this. Mm. So uh, one of their daddies, you know, bought them a house across the street from us, and there were six women in there in this big brand-new house with, you know, uh, a whole bunch of bedrooms and everything, it totally failed. Why? What seemed um, to be the difference? I don't know. I, I think there's a difference between men living together and women living together. Oh, uh, now that said, that could be labeled as sexist, Brian. Or, or maybe it just wasn't the rules that they were able to, uh, you know, uh, uh, agree on or whatever. But it, it failed in six months. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I don't know. Happened, Some way, I know that Julia is not somebody who gets along with other women very well. Uh, maybe that is a fact. I think maybe there are right. differences in the sexes. I'm not. I'm, I'm not prepared to say that that's why, but. You know, I, I can tell you that I prefer not to have two women of the same age living in the, um, you know, or you know, of adult status living in the same house with me because that yeah, generally doesn't go wouldn't well. Work out. Hey, Brian, great call tonight. Thanks for sharing that story with us. Really appreciate hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. And the most important thing about the story is all of those ten people were voluntarily choosing to enter into that agreement. Free talk lot. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And uh, tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Dale. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. The features include the wiki with over 1,800 pages created by listeners like you. Just head over to wiki.freetalklive.com. Get interactive. Edit virtually anything you see. W-I-K-I wiki. .freetalklive.com Audible.com offers over 60,000 downloadable audiobooks, magazines, and radio shows for your iPod or MP3 player. You can try them out by downloading a free, free audiobook at audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. That's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. There's over 60,000 titles there. A book you've been thinking about um, wanting to read, you can go get it free and um, in audible form at audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. 1-800-259-9231. Continuing with your phone calls about whatever you want, it's Ryan in Washington. Ryan, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Have you guys heard about uh, Massachusetts House Bill 1688? Which one is this? It's, uh, well, you guys have spoken quite a bit in the past about the uh, the, the child pornography laws and the, the kids getting caught taking pictures of themselves and okay. then you know, becoming prosecuted. Yep, I think I know where you're going um, with this. Go ahead. House Bill 1688 is, uh, well, um, I suppose the best way to put it is just what, uh, what Carlos Miller wrote here on his blog, would make it illegal to photograph with lascivious intent a person over the age of 60. Right, so oldster porn, banning, uh, banning granny porn, basically. Huh? Banning, banning granny porn. <laughs> Huh? Now, um, <laughs> you see, Mark, once you get to above the age of 60, you also no longer have the ability to consent, apparently. Is that the idea here? <sighs> 
Yeah, that's exactly it. It's, you know, it struck me as the child porn laws being sold to us that, you know, they were too young to protect themselves right. and couldn't consent. And, and essentially, you know, Kathy Ann Reinstein, the, the sponsor of the bill, said this bill is intended to protect, quote unquote, vulnerable populations from sexual predators. Her words. Right, because when you get too old, uh, people will prey on you, and they'll take advantage of you and get you to take your clothes off and give you money for it, and how dare they try that with those nice old ladies and those old men. That's awful. We need to stop this from happening. I suppose the next thing is a uh, 62-year-old drinking limit and probably a 70-year-old smoking limit. Yeah, we need to stop them from going to see violent movies, too, while we're at it. Perhaps octogenarians could go to uh, government um, old folks' homes, kind of like schools. Let's also keep them away from video games, too. I mean, we don't want them uh, going crazy and, you know, doing school shootings or geriatric home shootings or something like that. (laughs) Well, in Florida, I can tell you that uh, it was was a big issue as to whether or not they should be able to drive at a certain age. You know, I hear stuff like this, and I start to wonder, are, are we living inside a cheesy Hollywood movie right now? I just... It's just it's hard crazy. to imagine that this is reality. That's so retarded. Now, to, to, to point of information here, I did see this story, and it is just a proposed bill by some state legislator, and there are always just the most outrageous, crazy proposed uh, pieces of legislation but, out there. But, you know, there, so. we would have we called so much that's uh, currently law here in the United States crazy that's uh, true. originally with you know 30 40 50 years ago we would have called it that and this is how they desensitize you to it yeah. you know they they pound you with some nonsense like this but then you know slip some little thing in about how pe- uh, you know some some rule on how you can't take advantage of old people in cons or something like that and then you know the foot is in the door what kind of uh, what kind of nasty terminology could they come up with to demonize the people that would be busted for this i mean anytime you say child porn you're done right i mean if you say so and so was busted with child porn it doesn't or allegedly busted for child porn it doesn't matter whether they actually had it or not their life is pretty much ruined at that point so what could they say about well, mark edge uh, host of free talk live was discovered to have photos of uh, geriatrics on his computer that's not as it doesn't have that sizzle it doesn't have that bite to it like child porn does you know what's a, what's a good term for invalid for porn invalid porn I don't know. Cripple po- How about cripple po- Well, they're not all crippled, though. That's. Well, no. I mean, in, I don't know. I'm looking for that. Somebody can help me with that. 800 259 9231. We need to start. But a child's a child, you know, and like a, an old person, I don't know. I don't know. Is not necessarily invalid and is not necess- certainly not necessarily crippled, yeah. which is just a uh, basically an epithet. Pretty crazy story, Ryan. Any other thoughts for us tonight? Thank you, Scott. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. Pretty disturbing stuff, huh? And now, we didn't even get a chance to ask what the, uh, what the punishment would be for this. I mean, it's presumably going to be jail time, but... What else would it be? You're taking advantage of people who don't, they can't protect themselves. Right. Uh, is it... In a sexual maybe, manner? Which... Oh, probably a sex offender list. Probably end up on the sex offender registry. Yeah, absolutely. Anything they need more is... reasons to put people on that because right. then they have complete control over you. you. They can tell you where to live. They can punish you for the most ridiculous, trivial things once you're on that registry. So the, if they could just get more people on that registry, they can have a, more and more people who are just absolutely completely under their thumb. Do you think they'll also go after the uh, the oldsters that are participating in the photos, or is it only going to be illegal to uh, to photograph them and to distribute the photos that's a good question because they are prosecuting some kids who take pictures of themselves and mail them right like if they're underage, absolutely they're prosecuting them for child porn <laughs> toll-free number 800-259-9231 that's the sacral cai toll-free line the story here 
According to Disaboom.com, state representative says the bill was intended to protect, uh, protect vulnerable populations from sexual predators. If passed, a person violating the new provisions of the law would receive a mandatory minimum sentence of at least 10 years in prison or a fine of at least $10,000. This would include this would include spouses photographing one another with lascivious intent. I I'm 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 just what? baffled. I'm going to show some ignorance here, and I've, I hear the word a lot. And sort lascivious. Of from con- yeah, I kind of kind of get the idea from context, but what does that actually mean? I I believe it lascivious means intent. You know, some sort of obsession over uh, sexual sexual matters. But I will pull that uh, up for you here, Dale. It is inclined to lustfulness. It's an adjective: wanton, lewd. A lascivious girl chasing old man, arousing sexual desire, as in lascivious photographs, indicating sexual interest or expressive of lust or lewdness. Oh, my God. So taking a a photo of grandma naked because she's got a bruise on her for when she fell, that might pass the, the, the test of not being lascivious. But if there's any touching of oneself going on, then that might be Between a husband and wife, even. Right. They, are they not allowed to be lascivious no. if they're married? No, apparently not. Once you uh, get older than 60, no more lasciviousness is allowed in your relationship. Or at least you aren't allowed to photograph it. And I'm sure that includes taking videos as well. I, 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 I'm just baffled. I mean, so one day you can take videos of yourself and then you cross this little threshold and the next mm-hmm. day you cannot. Mm. You know, that's a, that reminds me of another interesting enigma in that there's a lot in most in many states this the uh, age of consent is like 16 uh, you're actually an adult at 18 it's almost always porn of if some it's almost always illegal sorry to have any sort of porn naked pictures anything like that of someone under 18 pretty much right which is so a, a you very have an age weird of, thing yeah, it's very weird you have someone who's age of consent so you can they can have sex with someone of right. any age you have somebody's old enough to use a camera and there won't be a, a law old enough to have sex yeah. but not old enough to you ha- to use a camera while having sex or you know uh, right. about or sex yeah, or whatever it's very, you could, very strange you could be having sex with it. someone who's 16 but if they send you a naked picture of themselves and you've seen them naked but if they send you a naked picture of themselves now you've broken the law and you're a sex offender right you could have swapped <laughs> bodily juices but just because you have a picture it's a crime one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. It's, it's this is a real story, and this is the world we live in. And, and it wouldn't shock me if it actually did become law. More on the way. Free Talk Live. Alakees.com is a community for self learners. At Alakees, you'll find tools to help you connect with people learning the same things you're learning. Tutor other community members, and to make contacts that can help you find jobs. You can also earn money by sharing your know-how with others and contributing quality content. Visit alakees at a-l-e-k-e-s-e dot com. Again, that's a-l-e-k-e-s-e dot com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, we give them away. So enjoy those on us. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their sites. Ours, it's free. So enjoy the features, including the updates. You'll get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop. And you'll know what's happening with Free Talk Live as it happens. Go to updates.freetalklive.com. That's updates.freetalklive.com. 
From creating new and old media to political action, um, action to civil disobedience and market-based activism, you'll find more pro-liberty activism than you ever imagined possible when you move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Learn more at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. So, Dale, you were asking a few moments before the show, you were reading, I guess, some of the descriptions of last night's program, and you were asking, what's the question club? And I said, well, you might find out tonight uh, when some of their users uh, may call back in. In fact, one of them was on hold earlier this hour, but then dropped off the line before we could get to the call. The Question Club, uh, as we discovered last night... Have you done more research on this? uh, Yes, I spent uh, a good amount of time at the Question Club uh, last night, as a matter of fact. You do love yourself an online forum. (laughs) So we were discovered, uh, because one of our listeners hangs out on this uh, Question Club forum, which is a live journal blog with comments and all that, and the idea of the, the forum is that you post questions, you get answers. Maybe not the answers you were looking for, but you'll get some answers. And so there's all kinds of uh, questions ranging from completely asinine to useful and all everything in between. So it's a, it's a neat little uh, little place on the Internet. And they found us last night, and they were calling in and, and asking us a bunch of questions, <laughs> which I thought was great. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of good topics come up. Uh, it sparked some heated discussions between Mark and myself. And, and it's yeah, people will just imagine, because you have a microphone in front of you, somehow you have... Answers. You're we've an got expert. answers. Well, we're not <laughs> experts, but right, we've right. got we've answers. Got, not experts, but we do have answers. <laughs> right. So, uh, so, th- th- so they called and called and called. In fact, the last two hours of the show last night was dominated by what I would say was 90% female callers coming from this website because apparently their user base is heavily female. I mean, can you imagine a, a forum on the internet that's mostly female? Well, it, that, that's, that's the exist. great thing about the the, the internet yeah. is it has niches for everyone. That's going to make for a popular show of Free Talk Live. <laughs> no doubt about it. Uh, and it was a good show. So uh, so after the show was over, I started to spend a little bit more time there on the, the Question Club just to see what, what was going on, respond to some threads, and post the link to the archives when it was up so people could have it because they were wanting to hear the show again, you know, obviously, and those who were tuning in late didn't get to hear the show live. And so I was posting, and, and so I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to jump in here. I'm going to go ahead and post some questions to the question club just to Sounds you know, great. See, see what the responses would be. And I figured, let's throw them to the wolves. Let's just go all the way to the wall for the, you know, the first question. And I asked some questions about slavery. Uh, this modern-day form of slavery that we've talked about on the show. And, Dale, you've talked about over in your uh, your cartoon, AnarchyInYourHead.com, which is great, by the way. Anybody that's listening tonight hasn't been should go and check it out at AnarchyInYourHead.com. You publish twice per week on Wednesdays and Fridays. Yes. And comics on Wednesdays and Fridays and uh, blogs on Mondays and other times of the week sometimes. Right. So comic uh, comics and blogs and sometimes together, comic and blog to, uh, together. Yes. So it's good stuff, and so I asked a question about, I asked four questions, well, technically five. Question one was, do you believe you're free? Question 1B is, if you do, what would it take to prove otherwise? Question two is, is it possible that slavery never really went away, but instead only changed form? Number three, is it possible that much of what you've been taught is misinformation designed to keep you fearful, docile, and obedient? And number four, if you've ever realized you're a slave and concluded that everyone should be free if they aren't harming others, then what, if anything, have you decided to do about it? And, of course, I turned the if anything and decided to do about it words into links to the Free State Project and FreeKing.com. Oh, wow. You really didn't pull any punches. <laughs> no. Uh, and so I didn't expect miracles uh, from the responses here. As 
there was a number of snarky uh, responses. Oh, well, you know, from teenagers. If we didn't like you, you would have been banned for these questions. That what? kind of thing. I don't know. Maybe it was uh, a little bit too serious or something like that. Cognitive dissonance is a bitch. <laughs> well, and and of course, a lot of the answers were, well, slavery hasn't really gone away. It still exists in some part of the world. So kind of the, the belief that slavery can only be chattel slavery or, or what they were taught was slavery in, in high school and that, well, you know, that, it's that, an insult that's for an me ign- to... That's an ignorance um, of what slavery has been throughout history. To think that slavery only existed in the United States, uh, the southern portion of the United States, from the years you know 1620 through 1858, is a complete ignorance of what slavery has been throughout the history. The fact is, um, you know, slavery has existed in many forms, including serfdom in the um, in the Middle Ages. <clears throat> The United States was the first, you know, experimentation in, in you know, in more freedom. Um, so really, people have been, you know, all throughout human history, slavery is the norm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and what's to say that, you know, well, why is it such a, a you know, a, a big thing to say, well, you know, the slavery's really just changed forms here in the United States? Well, it, it is a big thing, I think, for people because they don't want to hear it about their own lives. Yeah, nobody. And so it was the cognitive right. dissonance you were talking about, up, Dale. Yeah. Um, so they don't want to hear it. They don't want to believe that they are actually slaves. And it's not just the folks at the Question Club. I, I, it's everybody in America, uh, and you know the the developed world. I'm sure a lot of people in Australia and England and uh, those places, other English speaking places, also believe they're they're not slaves because they have the ability to walk outside of their house in the morning and turn left or turn right. You know they feel as the they have this illusion of freedom, and it's a powerful illusion of freedom as long as you do as Master tells you. You'll remain a relatively free person. Yeah, well, he's allowing you a certain degree of freedom within the context of he, if he's getting what I say he like it's a single it. person. But if, if you're if, if if the if if you're doing what is expected of you and you're fulfilling the role that you're supposed to fulfill, then you are allowed a certain amount of freedom and it's totally at their whim. So and and I make that point uh, in one of my responses to these people because a general consensus amongst the respondents that did give a uh, an actual non snarky response is the you know the idea that well Americans of co- of course Americans are free well you're not really f- they they admitted that they're not really free in that they can't just go out and do whatever they want right they you know well, they, that's that's pretty obvious right so that so they understand that point. Uh, but they also th- were many of them were taking offense. Somebody suggested that uh, black people would be offended if they heard me, su- you know, suggest that. Uh, in fact, sure, one that's probably says, true. That's, I, some will. Uh, yeah. And one person says, I think a lot of black people would be kind of annoyed to hear you say that we're not enslaved in the way African-Americans were before 1865. It's pretty stupid to compare lack of freedoms for most Americans today with what they experienced 150 years ago. That said, I think there have been systems in place since ending slavery. To to keep the poor poor and the uneducated ignorant. And I'll agree with the, the last portion of that statement. No doubt about it, uh, the man is still keeping uh, p- poor people down. Uh, right. Absolutely. And if somebody wants to get offended by, um, you know, by a statement like that, they can feel free to. But for a black person to be offended about what is said about slavery makes about as much sense as me being offended about what is said about Lederhosen because some of my ancestry is German. I've never worn Lederhosen in my life, and no black person in America has been a slave. And, and like you very, said, very, very few of them. And, and to, and, and and to go back slavery. to what you said earlier, uh, shadow slavery that we think
think of as 150 years ago in the United States was not the first incident by far. Like you said, slavery has mm-hmm. been all throughout history. So in theory, a whole lot of people should be offended right. uh, if I mean, that's the case. The because fact is, it's the, my yeah. ancestors were owned by the lord of the estate, uh, by the lord of the, uh, you know, whatever you know, little kingdom he had there, and they were g- good for nothing but growing his grain and, and, you know, fighting his wars and bearing his bastard children. They had yeah. a certain level of freedom, but so did blacks in the South. Sorry to say, they mm-hmm. did have a certain level of freedom as long as Just they do your job. as long as they did their job. They went out and did what they were supposed to do. By and large, you know, they were treated okay if you consider living in some kind of you know hut um, and eating the cast off food okay. Well, and and indeed, I didn't even compare the, a lot of. It seems to me that whenever you bring up slavery with with the American general population. That they immediately, and when you talk about how today we're still slaves, they they consider that a, an unfair comparison, and they'll wipe out any any right, critical thinking. They won't thinking. think about it because it, it's a uh, it, it's, it's it's a bit of an extreme term. Right, but I what didn't else compare do you anything. Use? I didn't compare anything to slavery back then. I just made the statement that we're still slaves today. You either are a slave or you aren't a slave. The conditions on the farm have changed. More coming up. It's free talk live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You dial toll-free, bring up whatever's on your mind, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a whole lot of features, and they're all totally free, so enjoy it at freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We take that money in and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations across the country and bringing more Internet listeners on board so new people can experience the ideas of freedom, perhaps for the very first time. Um, And it's a difficult time. It can be difficult when people come across a a real principled pro-freedom statement like, you're a slave. Well, that's a tough thing to encounter, and uh, well, that's what we're talking about right now is uh, an Internet discussion that I had uh, started last night over at the Question Club, a, a new a, a website we discovered last night on the show is a number of their users called in. So I'm thinking about this, right? Like, yeah. um, I, I agree with you largely that uh, if, you're a, if you're a slave, you're a slave. If somebody can tell you what to do and take a portion of your labor, then that uh, – of the, you know, the fruits of your labor, then that person is your master. But yes. – now imagine for a second, um, you know the way the way that perhaps somebody else is looking at it. Uh, one of these folks from the uh, what is it, the Question Club? Yeah, a younger a younger set of uh, demographics. Yeah, it doesn't really matter what their age are, um, is, but suppose they, um, you know, I decide to call a glass of milk a glass of milk, and but you know then I decide to call a half a glass of milk a half a a, a glass of milk. Mm-hmm. I mean, is a half a glass of milk a glass of milk? I can see how someone would say, well. Since I'm only half a slave, it's insulting to call um, to to say since we're only halfway slaves, then it's insulting to say that we are in fact slaves because that might offend people that um, whose ancestors might have been more fully slaves. I can see that point. I can see it, but it's not. It's, but it's fallacious. You I know, believe. at what point 
does a glass of milk become a, a glass, glass of, of milk? milk? At what point does it go from a quarter of a glass of milk or a half a glass of milk or a thir- you know, two-thirds of a glass of milk to a glass of milk? Well, but that sort of gets down to right wh- whether there's a fundamental difference between two things or whether there is a... A difference of scale or a different... What's the other word? Uh, but just a degrees. Difference, difference of degrees, degrees or scale. I, mean, I, mean, I don't think there is a scale to slavery. No, I, I, yeah. th- there is in no, the sense that you, you either have are some you aren't. freedom or not. But you either okay. are a slave or you aren't a slave. You, you can you give say room the conditions... to the people that say that, it, you know, that, that slavery is a, you know, a set of criteria. I, I, could say, I would say that there are conditions on the slavery that can be favorable or disfavorable in that... And, and this is one of the points I made in the thread is that the the plantation has it enlarged and become much more plush and uh, much more comfortable to the well, point where most of the the slaves don't even realize it. Well, think about it. Yeah, I mean, we are we we are experiencing the benefits of years and years of of technology built upon former technology and new means of production, and so it's like we're producing more and we're keeping less of what we're producing, but we still have better lifestyles. Right. So sure. we could be actually. Um, even more enslaved, perhaps, than Chattel slavery, but it feels better because we have better technologies and better methods of production and just more prosperity overall. I mean, but who we are we're perhaps sharing in a, a portion of the fruits of our labor that who knows if that's actually comparable. I mean, if you look at the wealth that's yeah. out there and, and all the people who are producing it, I don't think are sharing in a in a reasonable portion of what of what they're actually producing. So Well, yeah, and if you want to look at taxes and uh, go back to revolutionary times where there was a revolution had over a, just a few percentage points of a tax, now uh, the most conservative estimates will tell you that you're paying 50% a year out to state, federal, and local government. So, I mean, by that one metric, you're far more enslaved than think, before. But think, think about it from, in terms of if you want, let's say I want to create a really nice slavery system. And of course, the point of it is to exploit people for my own benefit. Mm-hmm. Let's say I want my, I want, I have 10 slaves and I want them to produce more. If I can find a way that raises their morale or something so that they produce twice as much yeah. and let them keep a little more. So that they, you know, so that, so that they feel, so that they feel like, yes, this is great. I, I'm I'm better off than I was before. Give them an iPod, they're working twice as hard. You air know. conditioning. Let them keep more of what than what they have now, but cause them to be more productive and keep a huge a chunk of the productivity, the new productivity for myself. Then that's an excellent form of slavery, right? I mean, that's, sure. It's it's it, it's my goal is not to make them miserable. My goal is to exploit them. It's a 21st century uh, form of slavery, or in this case, I guess it became that way in the late 20th century or the 20th century in general. But you're right. I mean, if you make your slaves comfy and you give them distractions, which is essentially what we have Mm. today, then they're either going to not even realize they're enslaved. They'll just believe this is the way it is, right? Well, they're given a very specific path to get the things that they need and desire out of life, you know. And especially if you can control their desires especially, that's mm-hmm. really nice. Like if you can make them really happy with something like video games, which can sure. be mass-produced at very little cost and, and keep them preoccupied doing things like that that are really inexpensive. And, and meanwhile, they're, you know, producing for you so that you can do go, go to Las Vegas and go on nice lavish vacations and drive a nice car. But they're content watching television, playing video games – Doing things that you know, you know, that you control. Right. You as know? long as they go to work the next day, and you get a chunk of uh, what they do. Exactly. So I uh, just want to share some of the, uh, the one of the discussions that I had over the question club about these uh, questions I was asking. And again, the first question was, uh, do you believe that you're free? 
And one response said, I believe I'm more free than the majority of the world's population. I'm free from hunger, pain, and many forms of inequality. And my response to that was that chattel slaves could also eat and avoid beatings by being obedient as well. So the things that they mentioned aren't really that unusual in the you know the the realm of slavery. Well, right? you know, and and I've uh, there's certainly something to be said for the idea that uh, prosperity gives freedom. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely true. Um, but it's like the you know the prisoner in a gilded cage. It's still right. a gilded cage, and that's you're a perfect description. Still mm. a prisoner. It's a great big cage, too. I mean, I, I think I people mean, should think of it now as like you could compare the, the house slave to the field slave. The house slave, if he ever displeases his master or her master, could immediately be kicked back out into the field. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're, you, you've got a special place. You've got benefits. You, you feel freer. You've got more. You're enjoying your life better. But if you displease your master, bam. Right. Bam, you get punished. If you were a good, obedient slave, you are going to have a more comfortable life than a slave that was disobedient, right? That hasn't changed. But what has changed is the comforts, the amenities of the, of the plantation, the size of the plantation, the, uh, the form of the, the taskmasters. As I point out later, you know, the, today's taskmasters don't have a, a hat and a whip and a horse. They've got a Dodge Charger and a Taser and, well, probably three other weapons, uh, and, you know, a badge. What really has changed, though? So, continuing here, the person responds, uh, or rather that question ended. Another one of the questions I asked was, uh, is it possible that slavery never really went away, but only changed form? And this is the person that says that that, uh, she thought that a lot of black people would be annoyed to hear me say that. We aren't enslaved, she says, in the way African-Americans were before 1865. And it's pretty stupid to compare lack of freedoms for most Americans today with what they experienced. Now, I didn't compare anything. I think you could explain to some uh, black black, uh, Americans now how it is that they are enslaved. And I think that they would agree. That's what I said. I think a lot of them would agree that the plantation has only expanded. And then I talked about the Dodge Charger thing with the cops. And then she responds by saying, I somewhat agree with this i thought you were trying to make a point that you are a slave and i am a slave but i'm a privileged middle class white chick i won't pretend like i understand what poor black people in this country today have to deal with and unless you're a poor black dude maybe you shouldn't either however i never once claimed to understand what those people went through never once nor would i However, you still have to ask yourself, are you any less owned because you're a middle-class slave? Conditions on right. the plantation have improved, and that includes for right. the master. To some extent, it's you're talking about slave. the house slave is, you know, is saying, well, I'm not really a slave because there are slaves out in the field that have to work so much harder. Well, look, if you're not free to move, and you're not. Um, you, you can move if you pay money, but if you have to pay, it's not a freedom. It's not a right. It's a privilege. You have to buy it. You can pay to move out of the United States. Uh, there's, there's a tax for moving out. Um, and so therefore you don't, have, cage. you don't have freedom of movement. You have, the, right. the, you have the right to complain. The master will let you yell as loud as you wish. Mm-hmm. And it's like you said, you have to move to another plantation because there is no frontier anymore. That's something that the Seacoast guy said, or the Sea, sea uh, Steading guy said, there's no frontier anymore, so yeah. there's no relief valve for people who are fed up with where they live, because you just have to leave this plantation and go to another plantation. So I point out that the fact that the plantation's conditions have improved, there's no doubt about that, that doesn't make it any less involuntary servitude. You either are or you are not a slave. 
And, of course, the response to that was, I disagree, simple as that. Conversation over, right? I disagree because to agree with what you've said would mean I would have my world, to... my right. world view and paradigm. Yeah. I think that, you know, that, that there is... Maybe you'll have better luck by acknowledging that, yes, there's a difference between a half a glass of milk and a glass of milk. But really, what is the, and, and I, know, I think you did this to some extent, but what is, the, you know, what is the point that a half a glass of milk becomes a glass of milk? How will you know? When will they have gone too far? What will they have done? There were some answers uh, in regards to that as well from some other people about uh, what, my, my fourth question was, you know, what are you going to do about this if you do understand that you're a slave? We'll touch on that in moments. Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind if you dial toll-free. As we launch here into the second hour of the show, 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Uh, you bring up whatever you want. Now, last night we had uh, some folks calling in from a website called The Question Club, where you can go and post questions and people will give you answers. And so after we were, uh, I guess, taken over by their phone calls, which was a lot of fun, we enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, it was great. Uh, I decided to go in there and post some questions, because that's what The it's Question Club all, is. The Question Club. Of course, and... you, you, you posed questions that were sort of rhetorical. Um, it, as a matter of fact, they were rhetorical in both senses of the word rhetorical. Um, you knew what the answers were as far as what, what your answers would be, and you knew right. which direction you'd take them and that kind of thing. So this was that... these questions were posed not as, hey, I have a problem with the chain of my bicycle. How do I fix it? No, it's, not it's, all all, it's, not, it's almost a loaded question in the sense of, uh, it's like saying, um, do you... Do you realize that? Well, I can't be- think of one right now. Yeah, like beating your wife, the, the <laughs> yeah. beating your wife loaded question. Uh, yeah. what, what is that one? Uh, did have you, you stopped, stopped beating, beating your wife? wife. That's right. what it is. Uh, so, do you believe that you're free? Was one of the questions. Is it possible that slavery never really went away, but only changed form? Is it possible much of what you've been taught is misinformation designed to keep you fearful, docile, and obedient? And if you've ever realized you're a slave and concluded that everyone should be free if they aren't harming others, then what, if anything, have you decided to do about it? And uh, didn't get any answers that I was really hoping to get, and that was to to bring people over to uh, the liberty side well, of things. You read uh, during the break. You were reading some of the things that were said to me, and um, you know, clearly there are people on there. Not all of them, because you know, all of all of them aren't posting that that don't appreciate the way the the questions were asked, and and don't understand uh, the direction they're taking, and and think that you're being at the very least, uh, you know, uh, you know, flamboyant in yeah. the way you're saying them. And to those people, um, yes, I have a tendency to sound condescending. I know I do. Oh, it's, yeah, that was one it's of the... been It's been something that's happened all of my life. I don't intend to. Sorry for the condescension. I'm not However, sure what the condescension is exactly. I don't either, but I know I sound that way. The way you just apologize sounded condescending. Right, it sounds <laughs> condescending. I know I sound condescending. I know I do. I sound like a college professor who is you know, up to here with himself and knows everything. I am a know-it-all. I know it. And I love talking... That's the reason I have a job on the radio, okay? <laughs> so I, I understand where you're coming from on that. However, 
all of our points, we are philosophers by trade. All of our points make very, very good sense. If you want to punch some holes in our points, please, I would love to hear those. Those I would. I've, I've been trying to punch holes in Ian's points for years now. And, um, you know, it's it. If, if you listen, you'll find the consistency in what we believe. Sure, it sounds and outrageous, you'll find, though. You'll find that we, be, that we believe a lot like you on a lot of issues. I only believe that you should be able to do what you want as long as you don't hurt someone else. Who would disagree that, that, with that? That is actually, here's the thing. We were talking about the definition of radical today and, and, and what you were just yeah. talking about. You said, I believe you should be able to do what you want as long as you don't hurt someone else. And that may sound like a radical statement. But radical really. is defined, the word radical is defined essentially by whatever the consensus belief at the time is, which can be horribly wrong. History has proven that time and time yes, again. The world is Hitler flat. had a huge, uh, a huge powerful support uh, in a democratic election. Um, 89% of the population supported ban, a ban on interracial marriage when the Supreme Court overturned it. Uh, and said it was unconstitutional. That that fringe marriage, viewpoint, marriage by definition, is between yeah. two, a white man and a white woman. <laughs> Heck yeah! <laughs> um, so obviously, obviously that was wrong. Eighty-nine percent of people believed it, and they were wrong. So something can be radical, sound radical, but that's what leads us into the future. And and it can still be right. History has proven it. Right. And that's why I don't believe in consensus as a method of determining right and wrong. I don't care if ninety-nine percent of the people believe something that does not make it right. It doesn't make it wrong either, but I'm saying that that is not a basis for determining right and wrong, and that's why I don't believe in the political process. I don't believe in democracy because consensus does not make right. So one of the other questions uh, I had asked here, I just wanted to share some of these responses I'd gotten, which were, you know, a lot of them were kind of disappointing. It's sort of what I expected to get from the average person that you would ask questions that are this difficult uh, to answer, questions right. about and freedom. I've asked questions like the ones you're asking there. I've posted uh, a video, videos and things like that, and I have gotten from both you know, from from ultra conservatives and people that would consider themselves conservatives in some of the uh, the message forums I'm in, where oh, this sounds like liberal crap, and then you'll you'll find you'll find that the uh, the the liberals will say things like the Republicans have been saying stuff like this for years. We are neither of those. If you think for a moment that we're sitting here speaking to you from the point of view of a Republican or speaking uh, or the point of view of a Democrat, you are mistaken. Please take a step back from your paradigm and realize that we think both of them suck. That's that's a good point because they we, uh, people only know how to categorize people as one or the other. Most people yeah. see everyone as one or the other. They see you, you're on my side or you're on the other side, and they don't realize that it's the third party that is the enemy of all of us. <laughs> it's well, not a third actually, party, uh, as, not as, a, as as in a political party. But yeah, I'm saying I was going to say I think the libertarians suck too. No, no, I didn't mean the libertarians. I'm saying that the you know the status, the ones, the people who are pulling all the strings are they love keeping us in this oppositional binary state of fighting each other, like each also, other. Is the problem, yeah. and they also want you to just shut up and and sit down. Right. They want Absolutely you to stay true. obedient, be docile, and of course, we talk on this show, and I talk right. a lot. If somebody's throwing you in the back of a white van to kidnap you, they want you to shut up. Right. Okay. They want you to obey. If that person, for whatever reason, has some kind of veil of legitimacy, then other people want you to shut up while you get in the van too. Don't disturb my life. 
That's so, what they think. So one of the questions I asked was, is it possible that much of what you've been taught is misinformation designed to keep you fearful, docile, and obedient? And I found it interesting that I got a handful of responses. And one of the things about the question club is when you post the question, you'll get responses within seconds. There are a lot of people uh, on there. I, it, it is, it is, I, I was surprised at that. I thought our message board was one of the, the biggest. You know, I don't know much, that, yeah. much about the Internet. I thought ours was big. But apparently they, they fill a page in, in, a minute. in a minute. I don't know how you can refresh and see all that. So I don't, I don't, either. I don't know difficult. how you can follow a, a thread. It's, uh, it is difficult. But one of the, uh, uh, a response that was spread across a few different responders was something like this one. I'm not fearful, docile, and obedient. Okay. So my response to that was, well, that's good to know. So when the government people tell you to do the things that you have a fundamental disagreement with, you refuse to obey? Like, let's say paying taxes to support the extermination of certain brown people in the Middle East. Because if you aren't fearful, docile, and obedient, then you certainly must be engaging in non-cooperation, at least to some extent, right? Right, of course. Um, you, you must not be paying the taxes uh, that, that you know, require, to you, require you to you know, do all of those things I, I think that you disagree of, with. I think the, the you person, are going to ruffle some feathers with that one. That's going to be some cognitive dissonance right, right well, there. I think <laughs> some people agree with killing brown people in the Middle East. However, um, they likely don't agree with uh, the government uh, you know, doing, you know, uh, doing welfare or Whatever it right, is, but I believe. figured that I'd get the reverse here, so that's why yeah, I used the It seems to be a more liberal forum, and right. usually you can make that, uh, you know, liberal is something you can usually guess with women and females and, you know, that kind of thing. And it's if, just a guess. And this is a younger set. Generalization. Uh, you and know, that's it's a younger, younger demographic, and, and they're not all teenagers, Mark. I should point that out. Uh, yes, some of them are in their early 20s. Early 20s. Uh, <laughs> and maybe some late 20s. Who knows? Right. Sitting here at 38, uh, whatever. But uh, So I think a number of them probably fancied themselves as uh, rebels and radicals and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm, yep. I'm, I'm not obedient at all. But, of course, when the government tells you to do something, you'll damn well do it, won't you? You, you have to do it. Right. You absolutely have to do it because if you don't, that is the biggest uh, you know, thing that, that, that it's the worst thing you can do. Disobedience. Disobey. Yep. Disobedience is the crime. highest form of, of crime. That's yeah. why our friend and co-host Sam is in a jail cell right now. He has been there. It is his fourth week sitting in a jail cell. He's in that cell not just because he recorded video uh, in the court lobby. Right. Which in is a public area, he was using a camera, and it wasn't against the law. They have no law. They just made one up called disorderly conduct. That means right. you disobeyed. They told you to do something. Right. You didn't do it. Right, and that's, that's, that's disobedience. <laughs> right. And then he enacted his right to remain silent and has not given his name to the authorities. Disobedience part two. And they are going to hold him for, indefinitely, is the term they use, right. forever. There's a life sentence for be- disobeying and enacting the rights that they tell you that you have. Right. So I have a if you think you have the right club. to remain silent because you saw it on a cop show, you're dead wrong, and I'm sorry. I have right. a question for the question club, and they can start posting in response to this mm-hmm. now. What does Instead it mean? Calling, right? What does it mean if you are given some orders, and if you disobey those orders, you are punished? It it sounds like you're, what is that? You're what would you define that as? You're the employee, and you live like that in an institu- you're in, That's an institution that keeps and keeps you in that state where you must obey orders all the time, you're or you're punished. Convict. Uh, I was going to say slave. something else. Well, okay. whatever. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You dial toll-free, bring up anything, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it is Ian here with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. 
Those features include archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, click and download right there on the front page of the website, going back for an entire year. In fact, just put the April torrent up last night. So you can go click and download an entire month, all in one fell swoop, completely free at freetalklive.com. you completely free, you dirty, dirty capitalist, you. Yeah. Just okay. Uh, do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early outbilling, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com. That is SACL CAI. We continue uh, talking about modern-day slavery. It still exists and, yes, there's still slavery out there that it's uh, more reminiscent of uh, chattel slavery. Sure. There's That's absolutely, still out there. you know, better and worse slavery out there. But we're talking about what's happening here in the United States. And As a matter of fact, one of those, uh, you know, sort of worse forms of slavery that go on, uh, that go on right here in the United States is childhood. Uh, especially when you're, talking, well, when you're talking about people in the ages of uh, 15, 16, 17. These people are adults for all intents and purposes. And at different times and places, um, those people would be treated like adults and have the privileges and rights thereof. Mm-hmm. However, here in the United States, that is not so. People that are 15, 15 years old, I think, is the, the earliest that you can work anywhere. Um, 14, I think. Maybe. I, I started working at 12, but I sort of did so under yeah. the table. Um, and it, I'm an old guy. I'm 38. So that was, you know, was yeah, I worked for my dad's company. Ago. You're allowed to work at 12 if you were if you worked for your parents. Yeah, but they would work at my dad's factory. I think actually. you can actually. I worked work at ten. Or work for my he had a warehouse. He went out of business. I think but, you uh, later, can, but. I think you can work even younger than than twelve if you work for your parents. But um, and by the way, uh, the, those that make the rules have have maybe there's there's con- some conspicuous different uh, dis, uh, you know dissidents there. They decide well. It's okay if you work when you're younger than 15, if you work on the family farm or in the family business. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay if you have a paper route. It's okay if, if you're, you're an actor. If you're a child actor. Right. Um, you know, There's all kinds of reasons why you can work under the ages of 12, but just the ones that they decided are yeah. okay. For their buddies. Right. And, and you know, that's obvious um, that, uh, you know, it's not, the, it's not the 12, 13, 14-year-olds making these rules. It's somebody else making those decisions. So that doesn't make them free. So I was just pointing out that, you know, they're there is a class here in the United States that does and that is in fact treated worse than you know the rest of us who are slaves to the the uh, the politicians as it were um, you know the the children are. Oh, Mark, your logic is falling apart. What yeah. are you talking about? I, I love that post. <laughs> you can on just there. declare I, that your you logic know, is falling apart. Now, don't point it, out what is the falling apart or what's illogical yeah, about I it. It just is. It's just obvious. I definitely f- sort of feel this way to some extent, but I don't want it to turn into sort of an us versus them question club versus free no, talk no, line. no. I don't want to turn it into that either. It, to some, from the posts that you're reading, and I don't, I, I don't get to see them all because I'm not um, on their forum, but um, the posts that you're reading, it's it's sounding like some people over there are feeling that way, and if that's the way you're feeling. I don't want you to feel that way. I'm, you know, you're you're welcome to call in and either ask questions or to you know rebut some things that we've said. Well, when I ask the questions yeah. about are you know are you a slave, it's inevitably going to result in some uncomfortable feelings for I, people. I talked, about, I talked about that as well, right? That's what that, we call that, denial. Yeah, and, that. you know, when you tell an alcoholic that he's an alcoholic, the first thing he's going to say is, "No, I'm not." You know, when somebody has a problem with drinking and that, you know, it's ruining their life and, you know, that it's obvious to everybody else but them, 
the first thing they're going to say is no. If now, you feel trapped in a certain situation, and we are kind of largely trapped. I mean, it's right. very hard to do something about. We are trying to do something about it here with civil disobedience and with working through the political system and all kinds of things here in New Hampshire. But if you feel trapped in a certain situation and, and, and you know, an illusion is comforting. You know, yeah. if you say, there's nothing I can do about it. Yes, I'm a slave, but I like the illusion that I'm not. That's a very comforting illusion. Like the so illusion it's very of, painful to shatter that for someone. Like the illusion that uh, I'm not fearful, docile, and obedient. I'd, I'd ask the question, <laughs> right. do, you, do, you, do you believe that the, uh, the education system or that you've been taught things that are designed to keep you fearful, docile, and obedient? A number of the answers I got from the Question Club uh, participants was that they aren't. And so I, I, I continued that line of uh, reasoning in my discussion, and I said, well, that's good to no, so when the government people tell you to do things you have a fundamental disagreement with, you refuse to obey. And I give the example of like not paying taxes to support killing uh, innocent brown people in the Middle East. She responds by saying, I want to pay taxes to support certain things like health care and education. I don't want to support the war. Therefore, I vote for political leaders who share these views and hope that they'll represent Hope. me. The, ap- the administration Hope. for the How's last... How's that been working? <laughs> is, my, is my question here. And, 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 uh, wait, are like, we still in war all I over the... I was there at one point. Do we still have military bases in over 100 places all over the world? Right. Are we spending, yeah, Obama are we spending more on our military budget than anything else in the federal budget? Is Obama right. still bombing people across the world? This uh, is what world? I find very funny. I, I go to a Quaker church. It's not really a church. It's a meeting house. I go to um, a Quaker meeting on, on Sunday, and I find many bumper stickers that say Obama and have a little peace sign yeah. in them. Um, they in the parking lot now and i pull up there with my ron paul bumper sticker on my car and it's uh you know i'm sure that i get a few sneers ha he's a republican now not that i consider myself to be a some kind of tried and true republican i'm by no means i voted for republicans and democrats but the idea that you can go around after a hundred days of obama killing people murdering people because if you don't have a reason to defend yourself against somebody and you kill them you're a murderer murdering people around the world and have an Obama bumper sticker with a peace sign in it is the, is the level of cognitive dissidence that you're experiencing. That's well, not the dissidence. The level of justification that you have in order to not experience cognitive dissidence, I don't get. And and not prosecuting the torturers that have been taking place under the previous <laughs> you know, administration. Right. It's a, it's terrible what that the previous administration tortured people, oh, but we're not going to do anything well, about it. Well, he's changing these things, guys. It's just it takes time. Give him another term. He'll get right. it all taken care of. Well, and well, after his term, he's been reelected. Need, he can't rock the boat too much right now. He's got to get reelected. We're going to need Democrat first, after Democrat so. after Democrat because. Not to say that the Democrat voters are bad, but the Democrat politicians are lying to the Democrat voters. And the yeah, Republican like the politicians are lying, are to, the lying to the Republican voters. Yes. So yes. politicians uh, steal money. You know That's how what to they tell do. the politician is lying. His lips are moving. So the post <laughs> continues. Old... <laughs> uh, she says she votes for political leaders in hopes they'll represent her. The administration for the last eight years unfortunately did not share my views. I didn't stop paying taxes, however, because then education and health care would get less money. I would love to just hand out funds to the groups that I support and not give any money to the war machine, but I don't think that's realistic. And my response there was, well, your last sentence describes a voluntary society. That is giving the, your money to the groups and the, 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 the things that you support. And I said, right. I would like that I too. Give money, I give money to the Salvation and, Army. And I, I give I, money to all uh, the, the St. Jude's Children's Hospital. I give money to all kinds of uh, organizations that I support. I consider that realistic. Uh, if she is not, I have a suggestion for her too. Divvy up your taxes. Figure out the portion of the money that's going toward the, mil- the the spending that you don't approve of, 
and just don't pay that and send a letter with it explaining why. I do not approve of these things. I find these things to be morally reprehensible, and I refuse to support them. I find it morally repugnant to support this, these things that I, that I find morally reprehensible, of course. But then so you, might be taking you don't need cage. to do that. You don't need to do no, that. No, she's I not going to be thrown for taxes because she's not a slave. I pay and my she's t- not fearful, docile, right. and obedient. <laughs> I pay the government's taxes um, every year in, in the form of income and all kinds of different taxes, but at least I admit that I'm scared of those people coming to take me away from my family, throwing me in a prison cell. At least I admit that I'm scared. 1-800-259-9231. What I want to point out here is that even though the questions were incendiary and the discussion seems two-sided, it seems like there's a bridge that could be built here. Hey, the other day I bought my first firearm. Oh, yeah? Yeah. At 357? Match. I even got a $5 disguise discount. Nice. All I had to do was sign up for the military. Sign what? Huh? This is Free Talk Live, your show. You dial in and bring up anything. Toll free, 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And those features include the Shrine of Female Listeners, the dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. You can head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. See it for yourself. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. So talking about an, an incendiary set of questions that I posted over on the Question Club last night. You uh, weren't trying to make friends when you posted those questions. I don't know what you were thinking. I was trying to get some good stuff to talk about on the show. <laughs> well, maybe he thought, he, depending on the kind of responses he got, he might find some people who would become regular listeners and that call much. in and become fans of the show. Well, what I, what I wanted to do was get, number one, uh, some answers, some responses from some folks that you know had not had any exposure whatsoever to Free Talk Live, with the exception of last night's show, because the people over at the Question Club website found the show for the first time last night, called in. We had a great time with them, and it was good. Yes. Um, and so I wanted to see what they thought about these questions being relatively unexposed, most of them, to the ideas of freedom, and then share some of the, uh, the interesting answers and, and conversations that, uh, that developed out of that on the program. Also, I wanted to use it as an excuse to uh, promote the Free State Project because I figure for all of the snarky uh, responses, and there were some intelligent responses there as well, I figure for all of the responses I would get, there are probably a number of people that are just reading and clicking and looking at those links, and that would mean that inevitably some of them will, uh, will come on board. Yeah. But I wanted to talk about some of the answers we were getting, and one of the answers to the question that I asked, or one of the four questions I'd asked, which was, is it possible that much of what you've been taught is misinformation designed to keep you fearful, docile, and obedient? One of the answers I received from a handful of people was that they're not fearful or docile or obedient. and so I don't therefore, fe- well, Right. And generally, throughout one's day, same here, you don't feel, feel fearful, docile, or obedient to anything. Well, you know, sure. we, we don't we don't write our checks for the things that we're paying for that we're morally uh, that we find morally reprehensible. It just gets uh, sort of very tactfully and uh, secretively deducted from our check each week. We right. never kind of see it. So I mean, right. I think I had to write a check for my taxes last year, and I'm sitting there looking at that, and I'm looking at I'm going, 
it's a it's a big check, you know, because I don't I I was uh, essentially um, sort of on vacation and I took some money out of my IRA, I had to pay taxes on that. I you know I had some a little bit of interest money, not much, and I had to write a big check. And when you do that, you're sitting there, and you're looking at it and going, this is going to go and pay for evil things. Yeah, yep. and if you don't do it, and then if the I don't do it, I'll go in a you. cage. But I'm right. not a slave. Um, so so I, I called them out when they said that they're not fearful, docile, and obedient. I said, well, yeah, okay, well, so, okay, great. So you're refusing to obey, then. Uh, you're refusing to participate in funding things that you disagree with. And then they came back and said, well, I want to I want to pay for things like health care. And then they said that I think that I would love to just hand out funds to the groups I support. And I said, great, that's the voluntary society. I want that, too. Now, that's two out of two of us. <laughs> Why isn't that realistic? Because they said it's not realistic to believe that to, to believe that could be possible. Why isn't that realistic? I have an answer to that question, but I'd like to hear yours. And their response was, I cannot think of a way to make this possible on a large scale. I've never heard of a way to make this possible on a large scale. If you have a way to do this, please explain in a concise manner. That's, that's a good question. Well, I'm not a voluntarist like you are. I like that response. I believe in a, a small government that only consists of, you know, cops, but, courts, and roads. But your government, but wait, wait, well, Mark. Just as long as it's not a monopoly, I, I think that's great. This, and I think this, we will have that. This person was concerned with education and health care and things like that, which well, your little small government is right. going to be taking care of. So I'm what of would the your opinion that the, everything that the government funds and everything that the government does, they do in an inefficient fashion. I think that the people that uh, get the reins of power in government reward so, their friends and punish their enemies so every you, single time. So do you want do you feel like police protection and fire and all that should be it's okay for that to be inefficient? Not fire. Um, oh, sorry, police, what was it? Roads, cops, and courts. Roads, cops, and courts. So it's okay for those things to be inefficient because they're not very important or something? Is I that why that, government should handle them? I think that those um, <laughs> issues are difficult for people to digest. And That's uh, right. You're w- so smart, Mark. This is the condescending he was talking yeah. about, right? <laughs> people are so dumb, they can't handle the but ideas. Government, but not them. government people that do everything inefficiently. They're yeah. not, they're not, they're not, people aren't smart enough to handle these things, but government Look people are it. different. <laughs> the, the, the government that inevitably does everything inefficiently. That Somebody screen capture that camera, <laughs> the, the cam feed at cam.freetalklive.com. It's just I've heard it a hundred times, you know. <laughs> and you've got nothing well, you can say to it. it. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I am telling you that uh, the fact is, yes, unless you want a bloody revolution, you're going to get incremental change. No, and, incremental change is fine. Right. And I'm fine I, with all that. I support is incremental change. And I believe that there, you know, one of the increments that we need to look at is cops, courts, and roads for the government to handle. Oh, no, no, that's not what I mean by incremental change. I understand that it's going to have to happen incrementally, that we have to phase over to a voluntary government. That Because the only other thing, like you said, is bloody revolution. And, and I don't really think – I think that's just going to result in a new government. That's absolutely. Going to be, absolutely. The guy, the guy the previous, that ran the revolution but, is mm-hmm. going to be in charge. No, but no, we need incremental change. And the way – the first step of that incremental change is withdrawing our moral support from this corrupt system. Stop supporting monopoly governments. You know, stop supporting this this violent monopoly and start supporting voluntary alternatives. And when you when we do that, the first thing we have to do is withdraw our moral support. Stop saying that we need it. That's the first step. That, then we can start that process of, of, of phasing it out. And, with, and, and, and when we stop obeying, that's a big one. I was going to suggest, in fact, to the Question Club and anyone else who's listening, do this little thing for yourself. Do it for yourself. Don't do it for anybody else. Disobey something it, it starts small start something with your comfortable comfortable with it's easy if you don't if that, you don't have any fear right yeah it's something that you can <laughs> handle the penalty prepare yourself for the penalty maybe it'll be a ticket for a small ticket that you can afford maybe it'll be uh or maybe it'll be a ticket that like you can do uh maybe you can do uh 
some uh, service. What do they call it? Uh, community sorry. service. Community service. But that's not uh, real disobedience. Get, it's not really, but yeah, I'm telling people to start small. Their system. I'm telling people okay. to start small. All okay, right. start small. I, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do community. I'm like Andrew. I'm not going to do community service for the state. I do it right. for myself. I do it because You're I want to do it. it. I am you doing, are it, doing community but service, but I'm not going to do it because a judge tells me to. I'm gonna, uh, you know, I refuse to do it for a judge. I refuse I guess, to pay a fine for a judge. I guess you're so, doing volunteering. Right, I'm volunteering. So, do disobey something that you feel very strongly about. Whatever, whatever it is you feel morally reprehensible, uh, don't support that. Disobey or do not obey something that you feel to be uh, a, an immoral command by the institution of government or whoever is uh, ordering you around. And and, and the sense of empowerment you get from that, from being absolved of that fear, because I do think people are fearful and obedient. Uh, and and when, you, when you brace yourself for the penalty that they're, they're threatening you with some penalty to keep you obedient and keep you obeying them. They and if you are not afraid feeling. of that penalty anymore, that's a huge tool that they don't have to control you anymore. They, they and, may not be um, feel that they're fearful and obedient and diso- um, excuse me, feel fearful and obedient because if you every day you went to school and um, you just turned your money over to the bully, you wouldn't have to worry about the bully threatening to punch your teeth out. Right, he's going to mm-hmm. smile when he takes right. it from you. You'd be so used to it at some point or another that you just hand you your money some over. Level. It's bothering you continually. That's like, oh, I got to go pay this bully again. And well, no, you not, may have not become if everybody in the school it. pays the bully though. Well, you may have become accustomed to it, but you might feel horrible about it. And when you feel like there's the sense of empowerment you get when you actually stand up to the bully, when you actually disobey that bully and 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 prepare even if it means preparing yourself okay i know he's going to punch me in the stomach i'm ready for it i'm ready for it but then he doesn't have that fear over you anymore and the sense of empowerment you get from that is a life-changing experience and i think you're going to find you're going to want to do more of it because you're going to find that you, you you really like being a free person in that moment when you were free you're going to find that the sense of empowerment and how that made you feel alive versus what you you're you're, you're having become accustomed to being Half dead. Mm. That sense of uh, that sense of feeling alive is going to make you want to be more alive. I think people should take your advice. Uh, it's something I've been suggesting here, and I love how you you tie in the uh, the personal benefits, the 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 mental payoffs from doing this, because it's one of the big reasons to do so. But if you're going to consider being disobedient, if you're going to consider non-cooperating at some level, I think you should also seriously consider moving to New Hampshire, so you can have a support network behind you, because the fear is real, and I felt it, and I still am, you know, afraid of these men with guns to come in and, and throw my, uh, you know, throw me in a cell, take my, take me away from my loved ones. I, I still, it's a real fear. It's a real concern, I think, for for a lot it, of us. Uh, it takes time. It's incremental. You get more sense of empowerment over time. Right. So baby uh, steps. Encourage people to do it. It's easier to do it. When you're around other people that are like of like mind, when you are backed up by people who are going to come to the trial, people who are going to come to the arraignments and help and help you take care of your cat when you're in jail. Exactly, it's it's invaluable. The support network that we have up here in New Hampshire is part of the Free State Project. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever you want toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you tonight, it is Ian. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features totally free, so enjoy those. Again, freetalklive.com. Coming up, we get a chance. Uh, we'll give you a quick update on Sam. It's not good news, so, yeah. 
deal with that in a bit. Uh, your calls are the primary element here, 800-259-9231. And if you enjoy this program you want to help support Free Talk Live, learn how to promote the show at promote.freetalklive.com. Lots of different ways, online, offline, ways to help get the show into more ears around the world. Head over to promote.freetalklive.com, get some ideas and put them into effect. That's promote dot freetalklive.com we go to your phone calls ladies come first on free talk live we'll start things out with poppy calling in uh from california poppy you're on free talk live hi um i'm a graduating senior in high school and i'm really interested in politics cool. but i don't actually want to get into politics that's good so yeah so aside from like hosting a radio show like what can i do what can i study mm, yeah, that's like a i'm good interested question. in I'm interested in economics, but will I only learn like the Keynesian kind of economics? You yeah, college? largely you will, yeah. um, unless you look into some university like uh, I believe Boston U- University um, has a professor there, um, Ben Powell, uh, that uh, teaches Austrian economics. Uh, George Mason University has a uh, quite an Austrian economics. Uh, um, you know, set up there. Uh, you can go through the Mises Institute. At, I think it's Mises.org, M I S E S, and uh, you can find out more about their programs. And I believe that's at University of Alabama. What is Keynesian economics? Well, from what I've understood in high school, it's pretty much like the democratic idea of the government coming into economics and taking over and putting money into programs and throwing money at the problem basically it's, it's certain kinds of spending the idea that certain kinds of spending help stimulate the economy it's just especially like <laughs> yeah especially uh, i think there's an emphasis on infrastructure like roads and buildings and don't things they also that will have long-term in, presumably long-term benefit don't they also believe in printing the money that they are it, it also ignores monetarists yeah. it also ignores the broken window theory uh the whole notion of the broken window fallacy excuse me because the idea is the problem is when the government, whenever the government spends money, the only way it can do that is to take money out of the economy. And so there is a hidden, there's the damage is hidden. You don't know who is harmed. It's so it's like it's like if you just glean a bunch of money off the top from everybody, it's not clear where they would have. There's no no way of knowing. That you Seen can't predict the where they would have spent the money. Spent the money, and right. you don't know who lost their job because the money wasn't spent. Uh, to buy food at their restaurant or the maybe the window cleaners were put out of business because people couldn't afford to clean their windows as often. So one or two window cleaners went out of business because the money was just gleaned off. So the, the harm is hidden, but the benefit is so, is so apparent. So it's very misleading to present uh, Keynesian economics as a solution with the, and ignore the broken window fallacy. So what do you want to do? I mean, you're, you're, I guess you're asking us uh, about what you could possibly do with some sort of degree in economics or politics? Yeah, or maybe like international affairs or something, but that's not really involved too much in the politics where I would get into like the inefficiency, but still help out the system and... Yeah, in a beneficial way. What about think tanks? Uh, there's there's a, a just a, an abundance of libertarian think tanks out there. Are you familiar with um, either the Independent Institute or the Institute for Humane Studies? Uh, very like vaguely. Okay, the if the Institute for Humane Studies has some That's summer group. has some summer programs going on that you can I think still sign up for at least some of the later ones. And what those will allow you to do is find careers in either media or uh, you know politics or in you know uh, think tanks and things like that. They're really set up for somebody just with has the questions just like you are asking. If you go to libertarian seminars. 
dot com. Mm-hmm. That's libertarianseminars.com. They will, uh, you know, they they'll all those questions will be answered far better than a couple of uh, schlubs like us could. Hey, quick question <laughs> for you, Poppy. Who's paying for the college? They are. You're, you're, the colleges? Yeah, um, I'm going to Brown University, and they gave me a pretty great scholarship. Excellent. As long as you are, I always get concerned when young young people call in talking about going to college, and especially if they're unsure about exactly what they want to get out of it, uh, because uh, we've there's just been so many stories of people that have gotten deep into debt and ended up with a college degree, but found out later on that that college degree didn't actually help them do much of anything, and so they end up with a whole bunch of debt and nothing to really show for it. But if you're not going to get into debt, then I say, uh, you know, have a blast. And any other thoughts in your mind? Well, um, my dad has been warning me about being like a conservative or thinking conservatively in college because everyone is overwhelmingly liberal, like all of the teachers. And he has stories of writing a paper about economics and getting uh, like a failing grade in the class just because he didn't use like the libertarian economic ideals. And so I was wondering if you guys had any stories about that or advice on should I just like keep my mouth shut and avoid the confrontation with professors or should I like try to defend defend myself and risk? I have never been to a four-year university, so I can't speak from experience. Dale, you Same here. did, right? I, my education was very technical. I was a computer science major and I went to Georgia Tech, which was considered, you know, compared to other colleges – it's considered kind of conservative, actually, and so I actually was uh, i was one of the more liberal people at my college at the time, was involved in a lot of gay and lesbian activism and things like that. So um, my experience was mostly dealing with conservatives. It was kind of backwards, but I've heard some stories. That if you want to, there's a movie called Indoctrinate You. It's a an independent film that's sort of making the rounds on the internet. It's pretty it's uh, pretty big for an independent film, but uh, there's some interesting things on there. I think there was a teacher who was she was Republican, but she was very quiet about it because she knew it was a very unpopular position to take and a uh, position to have. And she kept her politics out of the classroom. She taught psychology. She there was no it didn't seem relevant to her to bring up her politics. And uh, at one point, one of her students said uh, that they knew that she was Republican. She's like, "What? How, how can you know that? I never talk about politics." And they said, that's why. That's how we know you're a Republican, because you don't talk about politics. All of our other teachers constantly talk about their liberal positions on well, politics. Well, and I don't know what a conservative position right. is conservative versus, versus liberal. Conservative versus liberal is, uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's a paradigm that uh, really does a disservice to what I believe. Because a person that, Poppy, do you consider yourself a conservative? Um, not really. I don't really like politics that much as far as, like, labeling and... You know, naming goes. You're going to have a hard time in politics then. (laughs) Like a hundred years ago, a conservative would have wanted to see um, somebody who lived in sin, as it were, lived with another person without being married, to be publicly flogged or something like that. They would have wanted to see people that played played with dice um, to have been, you know, punished in some way. You know, a a conservative really, you know, they're they're not they're not very conservative. you know, in the sense that uh, they they really want to keep the government out of people's lives, they do want to put the government in people's lives. They just want to put it in different places than liberals do. So what you're talking about there is two two sides of the same authoritarian coin. And they want to enforce their morals on. I everybody. believe that free people right, should right. be able to do what they want as long as they don't hurt anyone else. And I think that what that makes me as a libertarian, um, you know, I mean that that term has been sullied quite a bit. But to me, that's yeah, the I best term. I, I can f- come up. I with. should also offer a disclaimer if you do decide to watch Indoctrinate You. It is written pretty much from a a conservative, maybe a little bit libertarian leaning conservative. Doesn't viewpoint. have Ben Stein in it. Oh, ben does it? He's pretty, uh, it may. He's it may. I can't remember now. Yeah, I haven't actually seen. I, I haven't. I've seen pieces of it because 
what they did is they took some other documentaries that I saw and put them together with some new footage to make Indoctrinate You. So I haven't actually seen the full feature yet. But so I, take but it with I, a grain of salt. Take it, it, it's going to be from a conservative point of view. Okay, but here's uh, one of the things I wanted to suggest to you was if you're going in there with some sort of view that is not of the, the teachers, right? Whether it's whether you want to call it a liberty-minded view or whatever it is your view is. You're going in there and it's not the same as the teachers and you're concerned about that. I would say play it by ear. When you're on the campus, you're going to start to hear things about who the teachers are and what they believe and what they're likely to do as far as grades and that sort of thing. You know, you hear these things when you're in school. You know who the good teachers are and who the bad teachers are. So so you'll probably get a, uh, a feel for whose classes you can have real in-depth discussions where you can stand on principle and talk about liberty, and then who's going to be the vindictive uh, teacher that's going to punish you for not taking their, you know, their word for everything, right? So there are going to be different types of teachers you're going to encounter, and I would say just play that one by ear. That's pretty sound advice. All right, Poppy. Thanks for calling tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. And you know, we've got a Poppy that's on the Shrine of Female Listeners. Could I, be her. I don't know if that's her, but if it's not, head over to shrine.freetalklife.com. A, a, a common uh, uh, no, name. Now, um, but I think the Poppy there I is a little that, older. I, it, it does seem like it. Yeah. I think that one um, probably needs to keep in mind what one is there for in college. And one is not there to you know, uh, change people's minds or indoctrinate people or get them over to their side politically. One is there to get a degree and get out. Um, um, well, I don't know. I think uh, I, I like the idea of, you know, I think the education process shouldn't be one-sided. It shouldn't. We no, talked no, no. about lectures and I, everything. I, I, and I think college is an opportunity for all kinds of saying. activism. <laughs> That's a great opportunity for all kinds of activism and involvement and, and, and social skill development. And a lot of that is, you know, going to debates and going to uh, events and uh, and getting involved right, in extracurricular activities. Sti- and, and it's supposed to be yeah. intellectually stimulating. And if all you're doing is sitting there being parroted, you know, they're just parroting back what the teacher says. That's not intellectual stimulation. That's why I'm saying some teachers are going to be more hardcore than others as far as you must do as I say. And some of them are going to be very open-minded and very uh, – they're, they're going to encourage discussion and encourage dissenting opinions. So feel out which ones are which and then act accordingly. All right, more coming up here. Hour 3 is on the way. If you're on the line, we'll get to you. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. We are launching here into the third hour of the show. 1-800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. And tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, we give them away, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Dot com. Lots to talk about here uh, on our side of things. Uh, coming up here, in fact, let me just give it real quick here because it looks like the phones are starting to build up. An update on our friend Sam. Uh, friend, co-host, filmmaker Sam Dodson is in jail, and he has been there now for, it's in his fourth week. So it's been about three and a half weeks at this point that uh, that he's been locked behind bars because he had the uh, the cojones to record with a video camera in a allegedly public location. But that's it, not why he's right behind bars. Well, right. that's that was the initial reason why, uh, because he refused to turn his camera off when they demanded that he turn it off. They arrested him at that point, and they are keeping him behind bars because he will not, he will not consent to their system. And I, well, 
I guess he has consented to giving fingerprints and things like that. He's done some things that they've demanded of him. But because he hasn't done every single thing they've demanded of him, namely giving his legal name. Well, that's the right to remain silent, right? Right. He's exercising his right to remain silent on that issue, and they are punishing him by keeping him in a jail cell forever. The judge has said that he is in that cell indefinitely until he decides to give them his legal name. Now, interestingly enough, they already know what his legal name is. In point of fact, his legal name is now the name that he's going by uh, at the jail. So we, we can give it out. It's public information at this point. So if you're trying to uh, if you're trying to send him mail, you you can, there we're told that you can still send it to John uh, John Sam Doe, which is the old name he was under. There's only a f- couple dozen people at the jail, right? Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's a couple dozen. I think I it's know. more than that. Yeah, but a they few might, dozen. They might use excuses to be problematic, right? Because they don't like us. Or... So uh, so now his name is Sam Miller uh, at the jail, Sam A. Miller, and uh, that's his that's his legal name. Mm-hmm. How did they get that information? Well, they finally, you know, it took him two and a half weeks or whatever, but they did their investigation. They took his fingerprints. Did they ran those work. prints. They actually did some investigation. They found out the name, but that's not enough for them to start their process. That's not enough for them to bring him to a trial. That's not enough for them to have an arraignment. They yes, are, it is. If they just choose not to. Well, you're right. They're saying it's not enough. They're saying you need to consent. You need to give us your consent so we can go ahead with these processes. Look, Sam, we just want to get you out of here, man. We just want to help you. It's so ridiculous that they consider that consent. It's like they're keeping you in jail until you consent. Right. So (laughs) So order our services by giving us your name. And that's what happened Uh, this week. uh, Dale, you and I, we went out to the Superior Court here in New Hampshire, uh, in Cheshire County of New Hampshire, and filed writs of habeas corpus, which is basically a legal document that says, hey, you need to let this guy out. Because you haven't char- there hasn't even been a trial, and you're- this is an obvious uh, joke that you're making of your own justice system here, and you need to let this guy out. And so we filed those writs, and the judge did finally get back to uh, to responding to them today. And basically, in a three-page uh, order, as they uh, tend to so often give, you can read the full thing for yourself if you'd like at freekeen.com. But the- in a nutshell, the judge basically says that uh, they usually don't issue writs when the proceedings are pending, undisposed of. So he's saying that because a trial and appeal is available to Sam, it's a service, right? Remember, these people talk about business. When when they talk about what they do in the courtroom, they refer to it as business. Now, of course, that's an insult to real businessmen. Uh, Anyway, they, they refer to it as uh, as business, and so what they want here, and what, they, what he basically says is that, well, because Sam could give his name and then get a trial from us, that therefore your writs of habeas corpus are dismissed. And so all nine of them have been dismissed, and, and, and Sam sits in a jail cell. They so don't have to deliver the body. Well, I want to know, like, the crime is that he's not giving his name, and what is the punishment for that crime? Is it a reasonable punishment? I th- can we file a writ based on this being an unreasonable punishment for the crime of not giving your name? That's a good question. I'm not a lawyer. I don't know. Because uh, there's a lot in the New Hampshire Constitution about how the punishment needs to fit the crime and not participating. It's, it's, it's like uh, resisting arrest, I suppose. You could maybe it might even fall under that in my mind. Well, maybe to resisting us, arrest, you know. Maybe maybe it depends on your perspective, Dave. So what's the charge for that? Well, maybe it depends on your perspective. To us, this seems like well, what's the big deal? He's right to remain silent. This is no big deal. There shouldn't be much of a punishment for this. But to them, what Sam is doing is a threat to their entire aura of legitimacy. 
Sam not cooperating on this one, what seems to us to be a little issue of not saying his name, is something that, uh, I, you know, to them could be incredibly destructive. I, com- I completely agree. And I think that's, to me, that's like the next step of poking holes in this legitimacy is say, okay, so you're saying he's committing some crime by not giving his name and you're keeping him in jail for it. What is a reasonable punishment for the crime of not giving your name? Which, is, of course, is absurd. But, yeah. okay, you're saying this is a crime, presumably, because you're punishing for it. So you're saying he's not going to get a trial. He's going to stay in jail. Well, if it was so, a crime, he'd be charged. And he's not being charged. Right. Good grief. It's crazy. This is Good just grief. them exercising raw power over somebody. That's all it is. It's, 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 they're it's, trying to scare people. It is this a subversion is, of the justice system. I'm sorry. This is the justice system. It's uh, yeah, how it I, works. I, it's just that most I people don't experience it, is, it. Yeah. Most people don't experience it at this level because they do cooperate. Right. Because they, they do well, consent. Most people don't even want to do the trial process. They, they, right. plea, they plea out. out. Innocent people all the time plea out because this is such a miserable process. Yes. There's no, I mean, this is, we have a guilty until proven innocent mindset right from the start and this notion and this 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 joke this this excuse for a justice system and people plea out of it it's so miserable right, they, the innocent people do so there you have it uh let's get right back into these phone calls here that was the update on sam and as always uh, we'll post the latest at freekeen.com let's talk to melissa in florida you're on free talk live melissa hello hey you're on the air what's on your mind tonight hi there well, I, I want to discuss an issue. I'm a member of the Question Club, as you've been talking about all evening. Welcome back. Thank you. Well, we have another, you know how the Question Club is a community? We have another one, and it's an anonymous spinoff. Hmm. But a big problem there is there's been a lot of cyberbullying. Cyberbullying. Cyberbullying? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Can you give us an example of that? Such as certain people being attacked or certain things they do in their life, being called really mean names. But isn't everyone anonymous at the other club? They are. You don't have to be anonymous. You can be, but people will mention usernames. I see. As though the Question Club itself isn't anonymous anyway. I mean, most of the people are, are most of the people there sharing email addresses? We don't really share email addresses, right. but we some people do talk outside of the club, and a lot of people know people under their username identities. Got it. Okay, so people are doing mean internet things, which is, you know, hey, welcome to the internet, right? The more I mean, anonymity you get, the more of that you're going to have. That's true. I was wondering, how far is too far? Do you think it's something that you should just say, oh, well, it's just the internet, it's not serious business, or should you really take it serious? Are there real threats going on, or is it just like you're... Uh, I think if they're actually threatening physical violence, then there's there's obviously cause for, to you know, look into that. Um, more so attacks on personal character than anything else. But there have been threats in the past. There have been things uh, that I would just say develop a thicker skin on the Internet. Well, yeah, if it's a but, real threat, like I'm going to hurt you or your family or destroy your property or something like that, then I think that's something that I think deserves to have action taken as in ban that individual and keep them out of your community. Bananate them. Um, yeah. Yeah. But if it's, if it's just Bam saying mean things, then you know you have to decide what, how much of uh, of that you want for your forum. I mean, for instance, we have a forum on our uh, website at the Free Talk Live BBS, and virtually anything goes there. People are sniping back and forth all the time, but that's just the you know that's, those are the rules set uh, we've selected. Amount of snark, and there's a certain amount that it can seem can be seen as harassment. But with the anonymous cloak, you can't really tell who's saying what. Sure. Unless someone. 
messes up and then you see who they are. If it's but, known that people are going in and it's it's an anonymous club, then I say they're getting exactly what they're expecting. If they want a more cordial, well, civil um, occasion, they shouldn't be going into an anonymous uh, forum. Say whatever you want. You can be as hurtful and as harassing as you want because no one knows who you are. Well, I, I, I don't think that there's anything that one could do thing. about that. Is I think yeah. what the problem is. That's I think that the, the internet, the internet is, uh, you know, one of those. It, it, the more anonymity that a person has anywhere, um, if if they were behind a dark screen in real life, they would, they, you know, that, that's when people tend to be, you know, meaner. And I think that the problem with the forum is the way that it's set up. It is anonymous. Thank you, Melissa. Appreciate hearing from you, you tonight. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. If you if you're uncomfortable about what's happening happening there, contact the administrators and let them know that you don't like seeing this and that you aren't going to participate there. They may say, they may say well, go take a hike. We don't want you here. It's, it's their forum, so they get to make that choice. And if you disagree, set up your own forum. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. If you dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves, 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you tonight, it is Ian here. And Dale. And Martin. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us, including the live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show, dial-up version, even a webcam, all free at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Dot com And we continue uh, taking your phone calls about whatever you want. Let's go. More lady listeners. Rhonda is on the line in Canada. Rhonda, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Dale and Mark. Hi, how are you? Hey, Rhonda, just doing super. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, so I called last night. I was actually the same person calling from Canada. And, uh, yeah, I noticed you were talking about TTC a lot tonight. And you're kind of promoting... Your idea of libertarianism, I guess. You know, I, I just, I, you know, I used to call myself a libertarian, but I just, I think the word has been tarnished uh, by those people who also call themselves libertarians. And I think it's an accurate description is, that you're making, Rhonda. No, I think voluntarist <laughs> is an accurate description of my viewpoint. I think Mark, you could be labeled a libertarian. <laughs> I want to talk about your volunteer. What is it called? How do you say it? Voluntarism, or I'm a voluntarist, and I think Dale, you would qualify yourself as a voluntarist. Yes, they're both members of the Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah, and Mark is a uh, Mark would qualify himself as a libertarian because he's kind of a small government guy, whereas Dale and myself uh, want to uh, to move on to evolve to a voluntary society where people or human beings interact with one another on a completely consensual basis. Well, um, I believe there was another listener that came to our community through, I guess us talking about TQC, and he was promoting your idea of voluntarism or whatever it is. I'm okay. sorry, I cannot say it. And um, we were talking about how, I guess, or how it could transition, or I was talking about how it could transition into something naked, negative. I was just wondering how you uh, would see it, or like how, how it would avoid... Um, I guess people who are like-minded banding together, creating a majority, and then creating another government that would reflect what we have now. And I, I see that I see like voluntarism or whatever um, developing into uh, something based on religion, maybe or whatever. Um, I guess just like-minded people coming together and benefiting each other and leaving out people who are not like them. 
and I do not see that differing from this government at all. Before, yeah. before we give an explanation, Rhonda, I'd like to thank you for thinking about the issues and, uh, you know, formulating opinions and really, you know, just kind of, uh, you know, mulling it over in your mind. Okay, well, I was going to say uh, that is a good question, and, I, and it's a very and it's totally understandable because right now people are under the conception that government is sort of protect, preventing that from happening. It's it's what's ha- it's kind of like it's kind of like if you if you hire uh, if you hire the mafia to protect you from crime, what they're doing is they've just monopolized that act for themselves. So it's not preventing it right now. In a way, it's like. Um, What's, uh, that is a potential problem in, in any society, uh, and that's something that people should be vigilant about. But, uh, I mean, essentially people ganging up and using violence to impose their will on people, that's what government is doing. That's the nature of government itself. So it's like you can't – you're sort of asking uh, – it's, it's, it is the problem that you're, you're using it to try and solve. Does that make any sense? It was a little – seemed a little roundabout. Yeah, well, th- that's what I feel like it is. It's just going to lead into what we have now, and it's just – I see – okay, it will eventually lead to a government anyway, so why not try to um, create the perfect government or the one that benefits all and has everyone... Here's, here's, why, I think, here's what I think you're, you're missing about this. The voluntary society evolving to a voluntary society, as, as I like to promote, is it, re- it requires a paradigm shift. Um, this isn't a violent thing. You don't get to the voluntary society, to a consensual society, by winning some violent revolution where people die. You have to change every. You have to change individuals' hearts and minds, and people have to embrace the idea of the core idea of voluntarism. In my opinion, is to honor your neighbor's choices and to not aggress against them. So whatever your neighbors are doing, as long as they aren't aggressing against you or harming somebody or destroying property or whatever. You honor their choices. You allow them to be free, so you in turn have freedom as well. And we live in a world today where people just don't do that. They see what their neighbors are doing, and they say, "Well, I disagree with that." Whether it be the you know the social conservatives saying, "Well, I don't want uh, gay people to get married," or whether it be uh, you know you can't smoke pot, or whatever the whatever the issue might happen to be. Well, uh, um, for instance, uh, the, the liberals would say, well, "You can't be a, an ultra you know conservative and and not employ gay people," or or you can't be a bigot and not allow black people. In in your restaurant? I mean, that would be oh, the well, other end of it. Right. So, so my point here is that uh, if people evolve their thinking to the point where they start to respect their neighbors' choices and don't aggress against their neighbors, which is what government is, it is aggression against peaceful people, it's violence inherently, then that's a paradigm shift. And what you're saying then is that you believe that if people's paradigm shifted, they would shift back to aggression. And I don't agree with that. And, and if that's where we disagree, that's fine. But I think that I wanted to put it in that perspective for you. So and I think ahead. also we're, we're changing the nature of government. We're not getting rid of it. We're not, we're, we're, what we're saying is we are not going to support, we are each of us as individuals going to not support this mon- a monopoly on violence. We're, we're going to allow governments to exist as peaceful entities that only protect. That, that have services that protect people that but do not act aggressively against innocent people and so we're, we're not that we do have to replace it with something else we have to replace it with voluntary institutions and that's the only way to keep it keep another bad government from forming but it's it's silly to we can't expect a violent government to prevent a violent government from forming that's sort of self-defeatist does that make sense mm-hmm. yeah that, that makes sense i just um i i guess i just don't see a uh plausible or or way of getting to a libertarian government or like state or society without um i guess restarting life i i just i just see like the structures already 
already been created and like prejudice has always been, have already been created. So oh. you're asking people to change their views on like other people around them and their government. Rhonda, and, like, Rhonda, um, before you go on, prejudices change. Um, it used to be in the 1860s and, and, you know, times before that here in the United States that we considered black people to not be human beings. They were called the Negro and they were, of a man, right? Right, they were considered to be something other than human beings. I'd like to mention that Quakers were the uh, people that uh, started abolition. Um, and, you know, so so those prejudices have changed over time. And the structures that you're talking about that are in existence now and do seem like they would go on forever here in the United States have always fallen everywhere. Look at the Roman Empire. Gone. USSR. Greek, gone. Um, I mean, you know, all the empires, all the great empires that have conquered the world and slaughtered people in their name. It's not that and you mean by great. Right. And called themselves great in that manner. And we have done the same. Uh, the, the English Empire um, just before, and the Spanish Empire before them, all of them are gone. So, yes, change is possible. And change is can't... inevitable. Absolutely. <laughs> and the United States Empire, as it stands today, will fall. The question is, when? when? <laughs> right. Thanks, Rhonda. Great right. call. Good discussion. That girl is smart. I appreciate it. Thinking about these issues. She is. Yeah, those are very good questions. Right. There's no doubt about it. I mean, and they're, they're, there's... Good questions to ask. And we like having uh, our smart lady listeners on the Shrine of Female listeners, shrine.freetalklive.com. <laughs> you know, I'm pushing that because we had some of them tell us they were going to do, uh, some of the, the, the question club participants uh, told us they were going to do that. And we haven't gotten any yet. I understand it takes some time, uh, but I wonder who will be first. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Yes, change is inevitable. And so what we're attempting to do, not just with this show, but with the Free State Project and moving people up here to New Hampshire, is to direct change in a, in a peaceful, voluntary, consensual direction. And I think it can work. More coming up. You bring up whatever you want. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you tonight. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features we give away, so enjoy those, including the bulletin board system. We've got over 450,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about, from serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all free at bbs.freetalklive.com that's bbs.freetalklive.com we're going to continue here with your phone calls shortly but i want to take a moment out to thank our brand new listeners from the the question club for being so uh, great uh, let me give you a little history here of the inv- i guess for lack of a better term invasions we've had yeah um, we've had many message boards invasions throughout the years because we have a policy on free talk live that is very liberal as far as letting people on the air we'll let anybody on most talk radio and i know that most people don't listen to talk radio but the most talk radio is uh you know they, they you, you can only talk about what the host is talking about right they start a you- topic in the the beginning of the hour and if you're not on that one topic and you aren't saying what the host wants to hear right because if you sound a little too smart for the host to be able to handle or bring up a point that the host won't be able to handle the screener is going to sniff you out in a second and you'll never get on the air because the purpose of the show is to make the host seem smart we Not this show. have looked plenty dumb on the show. Anybody the fact, that we, dis- enough. The fact yeah. that we disagree amongst each other proves it because one of us has to look dumb when we disagree, right? Yeah, it's usually you. Yeah, whatever. 
you can hear them turn down the volume on someone when they're Wait. when they they'll, they'll want to talk and they don't want to hear what the other guy's saying. So they just turn the volume down and start talking for a little while. And you're lucky. Maybe they'll bring you back on briefly for a moment and say something again. So what were some but, of the invasions we've we've had in the past? The cop forum, the cop forum where yeah. uh, I don't re- even remember how it started, but somebody went into a cop forum and the cops, of course, are a bunch of jerks. Uh, some cops are good guys, but not the ones on these forums. Uh, they came in here, and that w- that was a three-hour-long, uh, just epic show. It was Battle. amazing. Yeah. Uh, and so there was that one. But one that was, I guess, a little more similar to what's going on with the Question Club, with sort of a younger demographic-style listener. 4chan? Was, no, no, no. We've never been, no. never. Well, uh, I, I guess I don't know the difference. No, it wasn't 4chan. It was uh, The Vestibule, or te, T-E-H. You know how they misspell the on the Internet? Te Vestibule over at IGN, which is a gamers forum. So we've got a difference in uh, de- still a younger demographic, but the the gamers forum, obviously a bunch of young males mm-hmm. coming to Free Talk Live. And, of course, the phone calls we got from them were mostly asinine nonsensical uh, calls that usually ended up we had to hang up on somebody because they would say, you know, drop out an F-bomb or say just do something stupid like that that we, we just unfortunately uh, can't These put are well thought stations out. at risk. So so it's it's interesting, like the difference between young males and young females, right? Because right. the Question Club's uh, users are mostly well, mostly female, from what I can tell, at least from our calls are, that are coming in. They're, the they're educated, they're informed, they're interesting, they're good questions, it's good discussion, whereas those young males and are they're like just, a waste. They're speaking calm and rationally and yeah. actually uh, having a discussion instead of just well, trying to... The funny part you know. about it on the on the one of the forums here, they um, somebody said, well, you know, calling that young Melissa, Melissa, no Rhonda, I don't remember which one it was, Rhonda, um, Canada, a Canada, Rhonda, the, yes. the last one, um, Rhonda, a smart girl or something like that when she got off was condescending. It's like saying young girls can't be smart. You can't do anything right in this business, okay? <laughs> yeah. I swear to God, I can't do anything right. Because if I would have called, nice. if I would have called her a smart young lady, then you know somebody would have said, "You shouldn't call her a lady. That's condescending to yeah. you know women don't, don't want to be called." <laughs> You're ladies. supposed to call her stupid, Mark. Right? What? What? What am I supposed to do here? I felt that that was a genuine statement. I think I felt I thought I felt it was heartfelt personally. Yeah, I think, I, yeah, I, being honest, I, but you know I have that tone of voice. I'm condescending sounding. It's just the truth. Let's let's continue with the calls and talk to Mindy in Florida. Mindy, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hey, um, I'm on? also I'm also from the Question Club. Welcome, Mindy. What's on your mind tonight? Um, I was just wondering um, if there were no government, no authority, as you guys seem to so wish. Those two, there isn't. Yeah, Dale and I <laughs> are, uh, prefer that, but yes, go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, well, sorry. Sorry. Um, your thing seems to be um, we just want to to behave the way we want, do the things we want, as long as, you know, we're not harming anyone. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. that's it. I, Doesn't that sound good to you? Yeah. yeah, it sounds good. But I was just wondering what's going to happen when people do do things that are harming other people, harming a lot of people. Who Inman- inevitable. Who's in to take, yeah, it's inevitable. Who's going to swoop in and, you know, make sure he doesn't hurt anyone anymore? It's a good question. Yeah. The, the, the main answer? difference is instead of there just being this one organization that claims they claim the authority, they don't actually have it. When I said you said uh, if there weren't that authority, and I said that there isn't, what I meant is there is an institution. There isn't the authority behind it is 
strictly comes from force. All of our authority in our society right now is built on violence. It's not built on logic or reason or... or, or uh, Consent. Yeah, consent. Uh, like if you consent and say, I want you to protect me, I will consent to some rules if you do that, you know, and it wouldn't be uh, that you'd have a choice. You know, then you would have a lot of organizations that are accountable and that act as checks and balances against each other versus this. What happens right now is because we have this authority that is really false, it's just a mm-hmm. bunch of people willing to use violence to back up their their control. Then uh, mm-hmm. that's where you actually get authority. You know, you get authority, like Ian said, from consent by saying, I will agree to these rules if I can live in this society. And I also agree to certain punishments if I break these rules. And that's how you get. Uh, otherwise, you're uh, you're you're on your own. No one's going to support you. No one's going to want to do business with you. No one's going to want to work with you to feed, you know, to to uh, exchange service with you. And and uh, you know, you can go out in the her- in the woods and live as a hermit. But that's no, you know, what kind of life is that? So now, Mindy, right. um, before you, before they they go on, I'd like to to point out that there's a slight difference in how uh, we feel um, here on the show, Mark and Ian and and Dale. And um, I sort of am of the opinion that we should have, you know, keep some kind of court system and modify it in the uh, in in ways that say the loser of the court battle pays for the the courts, um, you know, the, the the time in court there. Well, let's explain what that why. I mean, look, I, I'm with you on your reforms of the governmental system, Mark. As far as they would be good things, uh, the reason why you want loser pays is to stop all the insane lawsuits. Because if somebody wants to right now, uh, Mindy, they can bring a lawsuit against you, even if it's fallacious you know, for libel Frivolous. or something like that. And then all of a sudden, your life is turned upside down. You have to you know, deal with this lawsuit, and instead of doing the things you want to do with your life, if it turns out that they were frivolous with their lawsuit, then they would have to pay all of the costs incurred and pay you for all of your time and all of that. We don't really have that today, and that's a loser, it would be a loser-pays system that you're proposing, Mark, and I think it's, I think it's a good uh, proposal. Yeah. I also am of the opinion that uh, once... Uh, you know, people were allowed to do what they wanted to do and not arrested for not hurting people. Then you would find that the police, you know, stayed within the bounds of, uh, you know, the the strictures that they were originally supposed to stay within the bounds of. They wouldn't just be searching people because they felt like searching people because there wouldn't be anything to find. I mean, if there wasn't anything such uh, called contraband, contraband, you wouldn't find police violating the Fourth Amendment, which is the one to be uh, securing your, you know, person, your papers, and you know, all that stuff. The problem is. Mm. That kind of leads me to another question. Um, sure. People are kind of by nature um, power thirsty. You put someone mm-hmm. in any kind of position of power, and they're going to try and take advantage of it as much as they can. And kind of harming, harming other people could be defined differently by different people. You put the wrong guy in authority, say, you know, I'll follow these rules, then he can start messing with everything. What? What would happen then? Right. The thing that uh, that you're missing is, and it would, let's go. Now we're going back to the voluntary society, which is what Dale and I are talking about. Uh, whereas Mark was talking about more of a small government thing. So uh, in the voluntary society, you would be contracting with protection agencies, or uh, you know, in, in the case if you had a, an issue with somebody, you take firms. them. To, yeah, you would take them to uh, you know to an arbitrator or something like that instead of some government monopoly court. There would be different agencies out there that you could go go to. Just like you know, there are different grocery stores out there that are competing for your business, these folks would also be competing. So there would be no power over others in that way because you would have consented in the first place. And if it turned out that these people were corrupt or they're doing business not on the up and up or for whatever reason you're not satisfied with the way they're doing business, then you cancel your contract and you sign up with the, the competition. These aren't uh, – they don't have that monopoly on violence like the government does to where they can just extract as much money from you as they want to and you just have to keep paying regardless of how many of their of your 
their friends they've thrown in jail or whatever awful depredations they've been performing. So uh, so what we're talking about is a, a, a society in which those things are open to competition instead of just having a one-size-fits-all violent monopoly. And I wish we had more time. There are other calls. But here's what I'd like to suggest that you do. Go to book.freekeen.com. That's book.freekeen.com. And there's a book called The Market for Liberty there, which I actually turned into an audio book. You can either listen to it or you can download it in PDF form. And it gets really into the details of how a voluntary society's police uh, protection forces and, uh, and arbitrators would work. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, it's your show, and you can dial in toll-free, even in these remaining moments, but I'm not going to give you the number because the phones are loaded up with calls. And it is Ian here with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. Now, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, one of the ways you can do that is by shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link. And Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. You know Amazon, they've got all the products you could probably ever want to buy. Dozens of categories. Even used items. So if you need to save a few extra bucks, head over to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. No better place to shop on the Internet, in my opinion. Plus, Free Talk Live gets a cut when you enter through that front door. That's Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Are you facing a debt crisis? DebtCrisisSolutions.com guarantees that they can protect your bank accounts, assets, and the equity in your home. They are the debt crisis consultants. The bankruptcy laws have changed, and you need debtcrisissolutions.com. 718-615-0123. That's 718-615-0123, debtcrisissolutions.com. All right, 800-259-9231. Let's continue here taking your phone calls with B. Roses in Connecticut. B. Roses? Oh, hey. Hey, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind tonight? Okay, no okay. problem. Hello. Now, you were the one who called. Were you the one who called last night with the uh, the issue about being too afraid to kiss the guy <laughs> that you're interested in kissing? Yes, actually, that was me. Did Thanks you kiss for him? Remembering? Yeah. Uh, did... No. Oh, <laughs> you blew it. Hey, you know, I think yeah, we. Hey. I think we uh, put that the wrong way last what night. What do you mean? Okay. Uh, you know, I'm I'm of the opinion that um, <sighs> like it, it it sounded too harsh. All I, all, all I really wanted to say was that you get to make the decision as to whether or not you have a mental block. Like a mental block is kind of a is a kind of a way to take away your own decision, um, a way to. Well, I don't, I don't think that's entirely true, though. Uh, it, it, it may not be true. Like you could really have a mental block. You could be that one, uh, that point one percent, that one in a thousand people <laughs> that actually does have a mental block. But I think that statistically, the chances are good. You're just scared, and that's okay. Everybody's been scared in their life. I've yeah. been absolutely I'm, I'm scared. I'm not scared. <laughs> okay. And I can tell you for a fact that I'm not scared. See, that's why I consider this whole mental block idea because it's not People. a fear. Okay? It's just I can't do it. It just can't happen. People deal with different fears differently. Like sure, I've had different I, kinds of different kinds of fear. Can't I've, is a very disempowering word. Right. I, I mean, <laughs> I've I've last last week I uh, had to do some public speaking and I was scared in a far different way than I was when I had uh, you know a a dozen Cubans standing around me with uh, homemade knives in prison. Um, so like okay. there's different kinds of fear and I don't know. I, that's that's what we were trying to say. So anyway, go on with what you're saying. Tonight. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, well, I actually just wanted to update. I actually did want to talk to you about this mental block that okay. you say I don't have or that I may have now. Not too sure. Well, you can um, have it, it if be, you want it. That's you, all I'm saying. The mental block is yours to argue for. If you, okay. if you okay. argue hard enough, you can have it. 
Okay. Well, I just think it's situational because as far as I know, this has been the only situation in which this mental block has occurred, mm-hmm. and I can't imagine why. So, it's, so wait, when you, say that, do, do, when you say that, does that mean that you've had uh, encounters with other men in the past and you have had no problem uh, putting the moves on them? Oh, absolutely. So it's just this one guy, something's, <laughs> something's unusual about this one guy that is making it difficult for you? Yes, yes, that is the big issue, I suppose I could say. And I would just like to put out there that um, at some point um, I took off my pants, okay, in his bed, and again, nothing happened. And this did actually happen. He's scared. Was he uh, conscious at that (laughs) time? That's all right. (laughs) Yes, he was not asleep and or blacked out. He was very much conscious. I can tell you that I've been in those situations, like that situation that you're talking about, where a girl has taken off her pants and I've been in the same bed with her and I was too scared to reach over because she didn't, like I didn't feel like she gave me the the cues that I needed, as though Mm. taking her pants off wasn't enough. uh, I'm telling you, it's happened to me. It's happened to me. I don't have pants, okay? That's pretty much like a I, go-ahead. I get it's it. Not... I get does it. He, uh, does he I'm dress really nice? Do you go ahead again? Does he dress really nice? Um, I guess. Does he Why decorate that... his room kind of cool? Or... Does, does, he have Jonas Brothers, does he have what Jonas is... Brothers posters? What um? What does his dress wear have anything to do with the situation? No, Are you just curious? Mind. Are you trying to get an imagery? Cause I don't no, get it. I'm, just, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go there. D- Dale oh. may be trying to be com- competition for you. I don't know. I mean, is it possible your friend is gay? <laughs> Oh, is that what you were asking? Well, I was kind of getting there. Dale is gay. I mean, so yeah, that's no, I already, no, I'm not I trying to be... Yesterday that <laughs> just trying might, to resolve that the confusion. Might. It's okay. No, but I already said yesterday that's one speculation, so he might, in fact, be gay, but he doesn't see... Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. If if you think it's speculation as to whether or not he might be gay, and if it's too difficult for you to try to kiss him or offer to kiss him, why not just ask him if he's gay? I mean, maybe he oh, won't tell man, you the truth, no. but... Uh, uh, that doesn't... No, Dale, bad, I, bad I, doubt say, I doubt he would say if he is. Well, how, uh, but they're really good they're friends. They, they, I mean, you weren't here yesterday for the conversation oh, okay, with her, okay. but they're really good friends. They're text messaging yeah. all the time. They work all together, time. and so there's a, there's a relationship now, so. there already. Yeah, okay. there is a relationship. B-Roses, um, I am articulate, and if I must say so myself, a beautiful man. And <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I've been in bed with more than one girl with her pants off and have not put the moves on her because I was scared. Hmm. And I'm not gay, okay? okay. <laughs> like Are I'm, you sure? I'm, There's lots of things like performance abundantly anxiety. Abundantly clear. I spent eight, eight and a half years in prison. I'd know whether I was gay or not. <laughs> um, no. And we All checked. Right. He doesn't. And uh, never mind. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and I'm not scared of joking about being gay because I'm not. And so okay. I, I, I really do think that there's a good chance that this guy's just scared. I've been in his position, and I've just been... Well, I don't know for sure. He and probably doesn't <laughs> want to scare you away right? or like, you whatever. Know, respect for women is a big thing for me. I was, you know, I was raised to respect women. And, you know, I mean, I, I want to put the moves on. I just don't know whether I should. You know, that's happened to me. No, I understand that. I mean, I think the whole big respect thing, like, he's very gentlemanly and, like, he's very family-oriented. So I guess it would make sense that, like... He wants to respect me, but it's really aggravating because I don't really want him to respect me in that sense. I know what you're saying. We, we know what you want from him. <laughs> that's, that's so, that, I mean, maybe, I don't know, like little light, little touches here and there while you're talking to him, something to oh, get no, absolutely. more clues. I mean, like, no, but, like yesterday. Um, the clues aren't the working. Entire, like, I know. I know. Excuse me? Uh, uh, Mark says more clues, and I said the clues are obviously not working. You no, had your no, pants not. off. 
I mean, yeah, what else can off. you do? I think you just need to get to put it out there. And I, I mean, and the next time you take your pants off, you know, st- straddle over top of him or something. Like I, I, that. I don't think that's really hard. If she can't say, hey, uh, Rodney or whatever his name is. Yeah. yeah if Rob, she can't, Rob, if she can't say, hey, Rob, I'd like it if you'd kiss me now. If she can't say that, she can't <laughs> straddle him. Yeah, that's true. No, that's not true. I honestly think straddling him would be a lot easier. Then do it. Than then say, do what hey, you Rob, need to do. Do it. <laughs> Get him in a position where he's going to have to make a choice to either uh, show he an interest. He wants to make that choice, presumably. No, but wouldn't it, wouldn't it be hilarious if I did straddle him and he was just like, oh, um, I can't see the TV. Um, that would kind it, of <laughs> it could be right, and that level of rejection um, is is something that you can handle. Okay, awkward every, moment. Every guy <laughs> on the planet has been rejected like that a dozen times, or you well, know, not, on I'm some gonna, level or another. Well, you you have you don't try to kiss <laughs> yeah. girls. I'm going to give you a homework assignment. If okay. you if you haven't already, well, it's a little bit man. before your time. Have you watched the movie Clueless? I have watched. Clueless, oh. yes. Does your relationship seem anything like that? Excuse me. Does your relationship with him seem anything like that? Um, no. Okay, that's a good sign then. <laughs> hey, B. Rose, is good hearing from you. Keep us in the loop as to what happens here, because I want to know, uh, okay. as your relationship develops here, what happens if Absolutely. you actually do make the move, because yeah. I think it could work out for you. Get up the courage and do it. Thanks for the call. It's the best thing that will ever happen to Rob. No doubt about it. Let's continue here and talk to Celia in Australia. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey there. What's on your mind tonight? Um, Hi. I may be Australian, but my father's side of the family is actually American, okay. and my mother's side is English, mm. and I also have family from Canada and New Zealand, so I've traveled quite a bit. The thing is, I've seen a wave of uh, what they like to call adventure tourism, where people are going to places that are dangerous mm-hmm. uh, because the country makes money from, you know, uh, guides and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one country that I've be- become interested in because it's so isolated as North Korea. Now, the mm. thing I wanted to talk about was ethics in adventure traveling. Like, should someone go to a place like that to become educated about possible ways, you know, uh, things could be changed? Or should someone not go there because, you know, um, of the gulags and Camp 22 and Yodok and you all you that? You may never leave North one- Korea. Well, I think that her concern is to give giving money to an organization like the government of North Korea. Is that what? the concern? Yeah. See, I don't think I would go if I had the chance because that place terrifies me in a way. But you, if you're an outsider, you can look at it from what they let you see. And I don't know if you've heard of a magazine called Vice, but they actually sent an American guy over there during the mass games and he reported on possible bugging at his hotel and everything else Mm -hmm. and stuff like that really freaks me out so i was wondering like a hypothetical situation if someone gave you a ticket to pyongyang for example with guys and everything and you know protectors would you do it or would you stay where you are i would not i would would. you would absolutely i I, I want to go to different places North Korea? Yeah. You might never leave. I've, I've been to Haiti. They could have they could have eaten me alive yeah, that's there. That's a good point. All right. I wish we had more time to get into it deeper. Thanks for the call tonight. We are out of time. Back tomorrow night. If you didn't get on, apologies. Call tomorrow night. We'll get you on then. This is Free Talk Live and online at freetalklive.com. 
DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. 